are listening to the Chomp Cast, the official podcast of Sword Chomp. We know life is precious and your time is valuable, so thank you for making our show part of your day. Hopefully we can return the favor by enhancing the grind of life just a little bit. You know, the Chomp Cast gives you double life experience points. It's true. Drink that glass of whiskey while you're listening to the show. You'll drink it twice as good. It's a fact. Um, not that anyone can drink whiskey better than you, Josh, but, you know, level up. Maybe they have a shot. <laughs> twice, as, Every sh- twice as good is still... Still an improvement, though. Respectable. Still worth it. Um, every show is streaming and downloadable at swordchomp.com. And, of course, iTunes, Spotify, and every major podcast outlet. Head on over. Give us a five-star rating if you're on iTunes. Subscribe everywhere you listen to one of our many podcasts, including this one. Uh, helps get the Sword Chomp name out there. And if you're feeling really frisky, you can go to patreon.com slash swordchomp. You can become a VIP member. Chomp Nation. We'll talk more about that later, though. Uh, we have an amazing, amazing show today. Are you not entertained? I ask. <laughs> no, not oh, by I, the. I thought he was. Oh, never, never mind. I thought that was rhetorical until he sat there waiting yes. for us to respond. I was just, you know, I'm sort of oh, playing. No, with I'm that. not. It's rhetorical. <laughs> um. Not yet. No, not by the whirlwind of PlayStation 5 showcase <laughs> games this past Wednesday that started with the new fucking Final Fantasy and ended with a God of fucking War teaser. They made 16 of those? It's... I can. I can. That one looks um, <laughs> pretty good. I'm pretty... Mm-hmm. Pretty, in, pretty in for that. Oh, yeah. Uh, in between a sprinkling of some Harry fucking Potter and some Miles fucking Morales gameplay. There's a theme here. I don't know if you, if you get it. Uh, the, uh, the official confirmation of the PlayStation 5 launch date and price, 400 bucks for the all-digital PS5 and 500 for the standard console. Um, sorry, all fucking digital and stand fucking dirt console. There we go. Uh, as you can tell, I'm hyped up because... Yeah, I'm you know I'm just adding fucking to everything, Josh. Just fucking. No, it was, it was not that. It was it was the dirt. Somehow, dirt is way I more know, offensive than fucking. Yeah, I like I like splitting the word standard. Stand fucking dirt. Dar- yeah, dirt is weird, right? Yeah, yeah. It's a li- <laughs> it's a little uncomfortable. You don't want the fucking dirt. Let me tell you. Um. But no, I I mean, because it's fucking chaos, you know, Uh, the chaos that ensued shortly after that amazing showcase. uh, That was actually the title of the the big Polygon article that you can find when you search uh, for this right away in the Google PS5 pre-orders open early, quickly turn into chaos. Uh, Initial stock appears to have sold out at multiple retailers. It was it was just fucking chaos. Uh, It reminds me of that epic line from Littlefinger. Um, I do. I hate you guys. In Game of Thrones, um, where Littlefinger says, is that, "Is that a friend of yours?" Okay, yeah, Littlefinger's my little friend. Uh, chaos isn't a pit. Chaos is a ladder. I'm pretty sure Shadow the Hedgehog Varys. said that. Uh, a ladder. <laughs> chaos is a ladder. He told Varys. Um, I don't, many who- ladders seem pretty orderly. Not the way I, I mean. Make it's basically, exclusively parallel lines going on there. It, not the way I make them. Well, <laughs> you know, 
Hang in there. You'll see. You'll see. Many who try to climb it fail and never get to try again. The fall breaks them. And some are given a chance to climb, but they refuse. They cling to the realm or their gods or love. Or ladders. <sighs> ladders are like the one thing that when you climb them, there's almost a 0% failure rate. Only the ladder is Ladders real. and stairs. Only the ladder is real. And the ramps. Climb. I mean, as long as they're not... You know, friend. Yeah. Not metal. Is, oh and God. and so so steep. And, <laughs> it's like an this, ice skating rink. Was this you guys' intention to just completely <laughs> uh, fuck me from all orifices during this opening? Um pretty much. We got yeah. there. Oh God. You ruined my Game of Thrones quote. We the ladder is real, the climb is all there is. There you go. Bam. You've been you feel incite. You feel you like you've been incited. I don't. <laughs> um, yeah. Have you, you been did, incited? The ladder is all I, there is. So so chaos did, is all there is. I have Let's, been incited, and I would like to file a police report. <sighs> yep. We talk about the massive PS5 news breaking. Uh, this week and the chaos that ensued for the topic of the show this week. Uh, we're also going to run through a ton of new video games we've been playing. Well, newish. Um, Spelunky 2, Moon, Mortal Shell, Paradise Killer, my favorite rapper, Su- The Suicide of Rachel Foster. I like Ghostface Killer. BPM. Yeah, that was the joke. Uh, our, <laughs> our, our usual poll madness voted on by you. Chomp Nation on the Sword Chomp Instagram page, where we ask Chompers if they're ready to head back to the theater for Dune and Wonder Woman. Um, all that and more. We have an amazing show. Don't want to miss it. Let's get to some intros. Uh, from New York, the one and only uh, Rich Meisters here. Um, you know, Rich, really, truly, all this madness that's ensuing is because people have to get their hands on Sackboy's Big Adventure. The Adventure of Sackboy. That's true. I forgot this is day one. I have every intention of picking that up. Media Molecule knows how to make a platformer, I'll tell you that much. Um, I also feel it's important to note since uh, you mentioned Dune, uh, much like the most important character in Dune, who will not be in this film, it is my one dream in life to become a sandworm. Oh, that was also a dream of mine. So we're gonna have to fight over that dream. Oh, so. well, one of us, only one of us, can truly become a sandworm. Yeah. Actually, it was sand sharks. When I was younger, I used to get really ripped and sit on my couch and imagine that sand sharks were roaming the desert because but my carpet was the desert. Because I, you know, I watched that trailer for Dune. I sat there and that sandworm appeared, and I, I paused it and I pointed to it and I said, "Yes, that is me." Mm-hmm. You're, you're on your way. Just consuming and destroying everything in your path, Rich. I. That's the I way. Can't. You know, I, I, I had the joke there, obviously, because everyone loves, you know, that's what people are fighting for, Sackboy. But in reality, I fucked up the name both ways. It's neither Sackboy's Big Adventure or The Adventure of Sackboy. It's Sackboy. A- Adventure's Big Sack. <laughs> it's the, the big- Adventure Boy's Big Sack. Mm. Adventure, Adventure Boy's Big Sack. It's the first adults-only game on the PlayStation 5. <laughs> um, that vaunted rating that we just, mm. you know... It's you cherish it. It's like a diamond in the rough. Sackboy, a big adventure. That's the name. So, don't forget it when it. So it's not exclusive. It's not exclusive to Sackboy. It could be anyone's <laughs> adventure. It, it's just Sackboy, a big adventure. You know, it might not even be related to Sackboy. There's just somewhere. <laughs> He's the one regaling yeah. the tale. Somewhere a big adventure exists. 
I think Sackboy is deserving of a, a properly crafted platformer because, like, the, the thing is, if you look at all the little Big Planet games, like, the the test levels they give you, Media Molecule knows how to make a fucking platformer. Like, I, I'm excited to see what they put together. Yeah. Well, yeah, because, it's, like, uh, it, yeah. It's funny. It's It's almost like in Mario Maker 2, those test levels are still, like, just standout Mario levels. Yeah, they're great Mario. It, yeah, it's but, just but, that. You know, yeah, like, but we also get Mario games, so. Yeah, it, it, it's crazy because, like, with Sackboy, it's like they've worked backwards. Like, mm-hmm. they're like, oh, they made some really good stuff to, like, give you examples in this tool set, and now they just get to make a proper platformer with that, and I think that's really mm-hmm. cool. Well, yeah. it's a cool, it's a cool idea, and they really tr- they've tried to shove Sackboy down our throat as one of their mascots. Technically, Sackboy is a PlayStation mascot. But... I do technically have a Sackboy plush over <laughs> on my couch, and I'm I just not realized kidding. they said shove Sackboy down our throat as a play- <laughs> that was not even intentional. Damn, Sack Man now. Hmm. He's a Sack Man. Ooh, Sack I mean, Man he has to be if they're gonna. No, no, no. <laughs> also, you... also, the big problem, the thing with Sackboy is, I feel like he's like this endlessly uh-huh. marketable thing, because you know they're still gonna sell like premium skins for Sackboy. Like in by the time uh, February rolls around, you're gonna be able to play through Sackboy, a big adventure as Cloud Strife. So yeah. you can take, you can make your sack look like Cloud. Is what you're saying? Yeah, like just like real life. I just oh. style my pubes in such a way. <laughs> Well, I mean, but That's you're not a really rocking a Buster gel. Sword, are you? <laughs> it's uh, it's incredibly wasteful. I use pomade. <laughs> yeah, you missed my my dig there, but that's okay. Um, I said you're not really the... rocking a Buster Sword, are you? Oh, well, no, no it's we... just the hair what we do. Uh, well, you know, but I mean, I, I we understood. Let it go. Yeah. <laughs> but but wait. Uh, you shit. gotta be really, really talk about careful Sackboy with the straight three down hours. there when you're. Oh, I'm careful. Yeah. I use like those, like the fun, like reaching mirrors that like an orthodontist uses to see in the back of your throat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like, yeah. Why don't a, we? Know- a flat iron can 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 go so wrong so quickly. Got a very mm-hmm. tiny one. Mm-hmm. I feel like they fucked. It's made up by a- children. Um. By the way, that was like uh, that's Josh them. here. Yeah. Ex- yeah. Exactly. Almost everything we buy in America was made. By like children. all like all the products we buy. <laughs> That's Joshua Fowler here from Michigan, <laughs> uh, of course, <laughs> helping. Uh, I'm in a very dark the, mood this this evening. <laughs> Rich groom, yeah. his sack. Um, I I'm surprised though. Uh, I'm General Mountain Time Morgan here from Montana. I'm surprised because they if they're positioned that as a launch game, they could have like shown it again during the Wednesday presentation, and there there wasn't any sack boy. Like I'm I was checking out the the uh, announcement trailer for that game, and it looks you know sort of like a standard platformer kind of a that, thing but like I, I i don't think they really intend to push that too hard mostly because i think they know the audience that's going to buy that and that's the little big planet audience and those games were successful um i don't know if that's an easy sell for new people but i it's, but aren't platformers supposed to be like the games that anybody can play kind of a thing uh i don't know man that's kind Are of hard these- platformers can get very difficult. Like I, I feel like at at a certain point, uh, like I've, t- I've, t- I think I've told you guys the story before. Like we grew up platforming, so I feel like it's differently. It's such a scarce genre now. Like mm-hmm. I have these very distinct memories of the uh, SNES when I was a kid, where 
my parents changed the rules around our Super Nintendo when I was a kid because we had a rule where me and my sister would switch on and off when somebody died and I would go first and I wouldn't die. Yeah, me too. So, oh, yeah, you little cheap. That's <laughs> fucking cruel. I mean, yeah. I don't blame you, but it's still cruel. Um, I don't. Sister, yeah. so. I mean, it's going to be we'll, we'll see once it comes out. It's one of those things that there's such a wide range of difficulty in platformers, so... It'll probably have an easiest... Yeah. Mo- but yeah, I mean, that's actually a good way to segment because I don't need a full section for this later, but I, I played the uh, Crash Bandicoot 4 demo that you get for pre-ordering. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yes, Josh, I could not wait. So I had no, to play... No, it's Is not it- that. It's just the idea of a demo you get for pre-ordering. It's not a demo. That's... Oh, my God. That is... Well, it's it's three levels long, and you get two like, with Crash, and then one where they show you, and one of them is the same level again, but with Cortex. No, no, it's well, no, I played it. It's not it's my pretty, point. My point is like a different. demo is supposed to be where you decide if you want to buy it. Not turn. Let's let you find oh, out. Yes, yes, yes. If yes, you've yes. already fucked up, which yes. sucks because I thought we were starting to get back to that age of like. Yeah. The, the fact that we never really fully got there is insane when you think about the way digital platforms work right now. Yeah. Like, demos should, demos just should be, be uploaded to the network. Like, imagine, like, that's just the thing. I remember, I want to say the original Bioshock had one on Xbox Live, mm-hmm. which I thought was going to be a thing that became a staple at the time. Like, you could just play, like, a demo level of this game to decide if you really wanted to buy it. Well, and that's awesome. Yeah. It, it just, it's crazy because there's so many people you could sell on a game just by having a very short little demo for yeah. free and there are it a lot still, of free games it still seems it's... to be an outlier at this point like, yes it seemed I, yeah, like, it's weird like you're, you're, you're right rich it seemed like oh well now that there's no discs anymore we can go back to demos but yeah it's still absolutely ex- the exception <sighs> yeah at this point i, I mean i personally i mean i i do still love the magic of press events because i think the only real way to play a demo is after waiting for 40 minutes and the developer standing behind you um, and you're <laughs> judging you, just yeah. be like, so what'd you think? And I'm like, I don't know, man, I'm sleeping in a really crappy hotel. Well, yes, you're right. But also um, the demo is pretty damn good. But like the thing that it got me thinking about was not, I mean, cause it's, it's, so gorgeous well the 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 level where the t-rex chases you like i think i don't remember if it was you josh or i know a lot of people don't are those those levels are divisive in crash the levels where you have to the run against run the camera towards the screen yeah where, yeah where you run towards the camera yeah, yeah. so i they're really cinematic but they're they're tough obviously because it's more about memorization yeah. because you're going to die a yeah lot. They, it's big they're brain specifically time. made to like there's physically not a way to reposition for some of those jumps if you don't know they're coming exactly ahead of exactly. time so it's well, it, which is objectively <laughs> shitty yeah it it is but i will say this i want to see if the final game continues this this is the one thing i'll say and then we can move on we have a lot to talk about if they continue doing what they did in this demo which i think they have it's the best thing they've done in the for the franchise yet they got and this sounds so basic but even some of the best platformers have trouble doing it they've gotten rid of lives there are no lives in Crash. That was about to say anymore. that. That's the thing, because just like the real world. Yeah. Well, but um, I mean, yeah, like, I'm fine lives. with repeating stuff, with just with memorization. Like it, I. 
I'm not 100% against memorization. I'm fine with it. I, I'd, I'd prefer if they give you enough time to actually react to stuff. Mm-hmm. But I'm not completely against having to memorize something. But it was always the lives that was kind of holding that back because you die oh, on something start the whole that you level again. literally Great. had not seen before. And, yeah. you know, not just have to restart, but restart and, all. oh, you have less lives now, which is kind of shitty well, and, frustrating. And whenever I was trying to – I don't know how Shay got the Platinum Season Sicko because – I was trying to get the platinum. I was like, you know what? I enjoy these games well enough, even though you know I was kind of dogging on the art style at the time. Because if you remember that that crash looked kind of funky in those Vicarious Vision ones. But I respect those games, the hell out of those games, because they tried it, and because those games are successful, that's why we had this one, right? Mm-hmm. But um, the <laughs> if you try to get the platinum on those levels, some of those tough levels, they're yet they're very particular. Get every box, get everything right, and yeah. if you die, you have to start the whole level over again, and it's just like, yeah. what the fuck, man? Well, I was like, fuck yeah, this. That, I, it's frustrating, but least... oddly enough, I remember doing that back when I was a kid because yeah, you needed to to like get all the secret stuff for it was like, was it secret worlds or secret? Le- I can't remember. Yes, but... yes. Yeah. But yeah, I remember going through those stupid levels over and over again because over over, yeah. A, you had to memorize it the first time to get through and then B, if you missed one of the collectibles, you'd have to go around intentionally hitting everything and doing a bunch of stupid shit trying to see if you could find the thing. And then or you might have to die on purpose run. if you miss something that you needed to, to get, uh, yeah. you know. And and to be fair, the whole like lives thing, it really is like a product of a bygone era. Mm-hmm. Because it almost immediately makes me think of, like, I watched that whole, um, and I, we could talk about this whether we want to or not, like, I think it's really hit or miss in spots. I watched that whole high score documentary on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they talk about at one point in that, which I think is a really interesting point of, like, the age of, like, Nintendo and Super Nintendo. It was a matter of, like, live systems and these super punishing games, and it, that rolled into the PlayStation era as well. They were made that way because they needed the games to keep people busy for a certain amount of time. But then a byproduct of that became like in the Nintendo era. Then we hit a point where we weren't selling more games. So we needed to create the Nintendo helpline because (laughs) we needed people to finish the games so they could buy more games. Yeah. Yeah. No, and I I agree. And like I said, like, I think that for me, when I was playing that demo, I was like dying a lot. But I was like. You know what? There's no life penalty. This it felt more like one of those like the the newer a lot of platformers games of that yeah. still like kept the new uh, the lives are pointless now. Like yeah, they're like, there, but they don't do anything. Oh, like Donkey Kong Country Tropical, Tropical Freeze. Freeze. Like yeah. the lives are pointless. Yeah, like they will start you over. But I had a hundred lives by the time I was at the end. Well, granted, I'm just saying it. It, but, it felt well, like an unnecessary. Thing. Like, they're thing. they're, they're arbitrary. It's because yeah. it saved them. Like the reason they mattered originally was because they reset every time you restarted the console. But now that it's well, saved in the them, olden days, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's oh, what I'm saying. Like, they could have just removed them because you stock. They serve no so purpose now. Many of them that by the yes. time they start mattering near the end, it still doesn't matter. So, or like, you can play as Funky just, Kong, just who can't the die. System. Yeah, yeah, that, I, yes, Funky Kong is fun. Funky Kong, who is an immortal um, god. Mm-hmm. Two other very brief things. Um, they keep track of your deaths now, which I think is really cool. Like, you know, yeah. in Cuphead, you could walk up to that fountain and it would tell you, like, you've died 700 times or whatever. Um, there, there's a little icon in the top right of the screen where they're sort of embracing that these games are fucking brutal thing because you have, like, a little skull and it tells you how many... T- At first, yeah. I was actually confused. I'm like, why is that counter going up? I thought it's, maybe it was my lives. It's reading how many times I've been yeah. a pirate. 
It's like, oh, yeah, exactly. What, what is going But yes, counting how many times you died, which is kind of cute. And when I went to the title screen after playing the first level, it said, your play style is modern. I was like, what does that even mean? Is it tracking my play your style? Your play style <laughs> is shitty. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, exactly. I died like 40 no, fucking they're just, times. They're burning I, zoomers there. That's, that's what I really want is a game to tell you like how bad you are. Like, I would be totally for a live system if like... Once you got lost that final life on like the game over screen, some dude popped up and he was just like, fuck you, idiot. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, those are some those are smart, good choices. So we'll see. We'll see the the level where you play as Neocortex. I wasn't super hot on, even though I respected what they were doing, switching it. Up, I will but, um, be playing the entire game as Dingo Dial. Uh, I will be accepting I, no I questions at this time. <laughs> I don't think that's how it works. But yes, Dingo Dial looks great. Um, and I forgot to mention that me and me and Rich were going to have a little bit of a. Uh, disagreement later about not just a disagreement, but a little bit of debate about of Kingdoms. He could of be Omler, talking about anything. Um, about Kings of Omler. Well, I'll say this: Rich will tell you, the listener, why he doesn't think those God of War games combat hold up the original God of War games. Um, and Josh will probably agree because he hates God of War. Um, but we'll talk about that later. <laughs> um, so let, yeah, let's get to the topic of the show. Uh, and again. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, we go into a topic, we, we jump into games, and then we're going to do polls and all sorts of other crazy stuff at the end. And this is a special week because we finally have the PlayStation 5 news, and then the there's so much to talk about. Like, I was... <laughs> oh, no. Josh is already throwing shade in the chat on, on Kratos. Um, define chore. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, so... <laughs> I've personally already experienced a lot of the... I'm not supposed to be ordering this thing because my wife told me not to, but of course, I'm a terrible husband, so I've been trying to secretly pre-order this PlayStation 5. You can't Um, secretly spend $500, Morgan. Well, the thing is, technically, it won't pull out... Also, you just talked about it on your podcast. Yeah. She doesn't listen to this. Are you kidding me? (laughs) This is a safe zone. Yeah, they don't charge you until uh, they ship, at least most... All the places I've been looking at aren't supposed to. So I oh, still really? think you have to have, I think, the space in your account available. Oh, like, they'll they'll check. The yeah, they check the it, but then there. they said they weren't gonna charge it. Yes. So whereas, like, for someone who's in my constant financial flux, Amazon, great website. They don't even check. Mm-hmm. They, oh, nice. There they we just go. they like do it uh, twenty four hours before they ship. They're like, you're good for this, right? Yeah. <laughs> Um, it's just been weird because even whenever someone, one of our chompers, uh, corn space shout out, sent me a link and another, a friend of our, a friend of mine, uh, Emily laughing, she sent me a link last night to the Walmart thing after Jeff Keeley tweeted it. I was there the second it went on sale, but I, there's already articles going out today that's saying that Walmart sold out in 30 seconds because obviously everyone was on their computer or their phones at the same exact moment I was. And it was just a matter of luck if you were yeah. going to get in on yeah, I lost the one in my cart from Target while I was making an account. What? Yep. Awesome. Those fu- oh, those pieces of shit. They, mm, they, that's where they get you, man, that account-making bullshit. Mm-hmm. At which point I went and made an account for every other retailer, just so it's there in case I need it again later. It's, because so it's many just... places you can check out as a guest, and I just assumed, oh, they'll all just let me do that anymore, but no. No, like the big box stores. That's very annoying. I don't want to an ma- I don't want to make a fucking tar. That's all the more reason I won't buy on lunch. I don't want to make a fucking Target account. Yeah, exactly. Ugh, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, so I made look, an account for a mo- almost all of them except Best Buy. I'm not making Josh a fucking Best everywhere. Buy account. Even Bed Bath and Beyond. More spam email. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
You just made the Bed Bath and Beyond account for funsies. Um, <laughs> is, I was already, they, I was already a they, member. Bed Bath and Beyond? Do they keep the play? Is the PlayStation kept in the Beyond section? That would be great. Well, it would be thematically accurate. Um, it's uh, well, it's I'm gonna go check Bed joke. Bath and Beyond now. I don't yeah, know. no, I, I understood. What you were <laughs> um, so, anyways, there's a couple things I want to talk to you guys a bit to get your thoughts on. So, yeah, it kind of went crazy, and we don't really know the specifics of how or why, but retailers started leaking it earlier than Sony had said it was going to go on. You know, Walmart had that infamous tweet where they're like, "Hey, we're not going to make you wait till tomorrow. Go get it." See, and that's why I should be in charge of this retailer stuff because my tweet would have been like, "Whoopsie, we made a uh oh, order it now." <laughs> Oh woo! Yeah. Oh woo! Quick the <laughs> wink. Made the boo boo. Um, sorry, that's a different thing. That's, that's the baby. Um, <laughs> quick the wink into description. <laughs> I don't know. Something about this is very troubling. Oh, I um, love doing. It's so fucking weird. Like Andy making the baby voice on the office. Um. <laughs> I think your baby voice is tops. Thank you, thank you. Uh, so, all right. Um, We're scared. I, I don't know if it would, honestly, it was a chaotic clusterfuck that I find fascinating because I've just been thinking over the past couple of days, like, those street dates seem pretty soft because if retailers know they're not really going to fe- get much blowback, and again, we don't know what's behind the scenes. Maybe Sony was like, eh, who cares? Maybe they were mad. Maybe they, they're obviously not mad no. because they're not running out there and being like, stop it. You know, my guess, I, I really think Sony might have been unclear in the instructions sent to retailers based on the way they responded. Um, well, well, hold on on that thought. When Walmart says we're not going to make you wait, it seems clear that they know that it's not supposed to come out yet. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. it seems that way, but it means like that's what they were told. But the instructions they were given in black and white may not have said that. It may also not have because... been strict enough, like no actual repercussions in the agreement. Please I'll... try and release this. Also, yeah. Microsoft, uh, like the reason I say that is because Microsoft very cheeky got on Twitter and was smart of them. To go, hey, we're laying out our plan for uh, pre-orders, and don't worry, we'll give you plenty of time to know mm-hmm. when they'll be available for pre-order. Yeah, yeah. So basically, we'll see what happens here. If yeah, but retailers no handle it appropriately anyway, so with the Xbox, gonna... <laughs> I don't disagree with you. Um, yeah. But if... I think half of the issue is like, a a. I mean, this is still on Sony for not having anything in place saying. Yeah, we're just not going to send you any if you break the the date pre-ordering these things or something. But, but yeah, because that should have been the description to be like, yeah, sorry, everything pre-ordered before midnight is like void. Like the the thing, Amazon mm-hmm. got fucked because actually Amazon tried to do it right to their credit. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. and some fucking somebody found a backdoor link like ten minutes before it was supposed to get pushed yeah, and live, were and so they were all before gone. the before the link was searchable oh man that's fucked up well i mean it literally appeared on their store already sold out the thing i don't get about some of this stuff and i know there's a lot of people like i will say this the i think we were even tepid like as far as last week's show goes i was telling you guys privately and and to some of our discord that i i I felt bad i apologized to shay after the show because i i feel like i i should have done a better job as a host and not ganging up on him like that even if i disagreed and um, yeah you are a shithead uh i am i was i was definitely a little bit of a shithead last week i didn't intend to be um but sometimes it happens shay left the company 
He did. That's why he's not here today. Uh, <laughs> Shay, he was, he was too pissed. Yeah. Um, I was gonna actually push that as a as a joke, but then I was like, ah, some people might think it's true, and I don't. He's actually that. probably <laughs> like, yeah, he's no, probably actually he, getting he, like well rested for once. You went to find a shaman, see if you could get a curse put on you. I, I would guess. I that, gave him a lead. I gave him a pretty good guy. I know. I don't know Saka. Shay Shay is 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 on a trip they had planned for a while, but I'm guessing he's probably secretly happy he didn't have to sit here for today. He's you after. know getting back to the wilderness and really just getting in touch with Super mm-hmm. Mario sixty four. <laughs> No, and he shouldn't start with that one. Remember, you said sunshine. You you let him down a dark path. I, the the reason I said to start with sunshine is because I am the most interested to play that one again because it's been the longest. I have replayed 64 like once at least every two years since it launched. Well, Galaxy is a better game than Sunshine, but Sunshine uh, is like a happier. Like, sunshine it's is just... such a unique thing. Like yeah. I, I may have mentioned this before. I kind of like to do a chomping after dark of sunshine because it has the most narrative of any of those three games josh's face right now if only you could say yeah you know i'm not wrong like i mean it's i'm trying to i was trying to think between that and i mean 64 has basically none i was trying to think it has galaxy galaxy does but it's not the mainline story it's like Rosalind's backstory su- superfluous stuff Odyssey where, has, yeah. you know, sunshine has like a through line and but yeah like and the actual your story going through it sunshine has the most so uh anyways still only take like 30 minutes Mm -hmm. the weird thing thank you for throwing us up the weird thing i think about all these pre-orders is that people have sent me i had one of our chompers give me his special link for being someone who playstation reached out to them and said you can't use that because you need to you need to use their psn id well it's the link does work i mean yeah but you wouldn't get the pre-order you need to log in with their PSN yeah, ID. Yeah, that's what it said. It's, ti- the- it's tied oh. to PSN IDs. Is that IDs. why I can't see the fucking yes, thing? it's tied yeah. to PSN IDs. Their PSN ID was chosen to be able to pre-order. Oh, my God. It doesn't, that yeah, it doesn't change? even show the, the stuff. Well, now it won't even get... let me. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Okay. The very, the specifically in that email, it says, have your PSN ID information ready. You need to click this link and then log in with your unique PSN ID. Hey, 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 that's actually very helpful. You okay, have been you. chosen. Uh-huh. <laughs> and you know what's fucked up? I I was on the fucking ball with that thing when it first came out, and I God, we're for a fucking gaming I can't even get a goddamn email I'm back. I'm gonna from be them. laughing so hard and that like everybody's freaking out, and I guarantee you I'm just gonna walk into a Best Buy on launch day and walk out yeah. with one. Yeah, no. Like that's yeah, I mean, yeah, that's that the thing is this is all I will say this. I mean, it's it's pick not up like it's the original Wii we're trying to get a hold of here. It's it's we're not going to be trying yeah. to. I mean, I, I talked, things for months. I've talked about this on on here before, right? Like me being, uh, knowing multiple people who worked at Toys R Us during the Wii launch. Like yes. the, those stores had to literally like give empty boxes to people and be like, put it in this box, and they're like, why? They'll fucking kill you. Yeah. Like you won't uh, make it to your car. Yeah. Yeah. That's no, I I started going to the stores whenever i saw um the shipments coming in i'd be like just hang out by a game stop like i saw i saw a truck just come in the back like uh you got you guys have any have any wheeze on here and it's still dispatch the driver yeah it's still it still took months to get a hold of a wee doing that i got a wee on launch day um via the good old-fashioned pre-ordering system Uh but your your pre-order i think we put down like a hundred dollars, but you would get it back, but it still wasn't even guaranteed. I still have to line up outside of GameStop. Yeah. 
I just the whole thing is just is is it's kind of frustrating. But like I I think we even under underestimated the fervor for this thing. And this is I think also a product of the times being that everyone's people are on... trapped inside and bored. Well, well, like I yeah, I don't know if it's so much fervor as it's from what I was looking at, somebody was starting to crunch the numbers based on the number of pre-orders that were able to go through in different places. And it was just extremely low numbers that these vendors had uh, in a lot of places. Which for is, pre-order. For the pre-orders. Which, but it also looks like they're doing, for one, it looks like they're doing the pre-orders in waves. Like, it looks like they're slowly going to be giving more to other outlets. Yeah, yeah little and pockets. looking at the numbers they put out, it looks like they're producing more of these for launch than they did the PS4. Yeah. And it's important to stress this. It was not difficult to get a PS4 at launch. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think yeah, it's but, just that mm, they were, I think it's because they didn't PS4 have the date worse, on though. this. So everyone tried to get them beforehand. And so it just led to a run on them. This is well, the closest with, they've yeah. ever with given the a first date wave, and a price. Yeah. With, with the first wave that we didn't even know was a wave. So I think it's just that literally everyone's just like, oh, I need to go do this right now. Like, and, and think about it. There's never, I don't think there's ever been a console launch before where we got the date and the price and the things out in like two months. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it's, it's, well like, between I, that and also, oh, and you can pre-order in five minutes as soon as a retailer You can pre-order it thing. 25 minutes ago. Yeah. It's the it's just it's crazy. I I it's just one of those things. I'll t- I tell my wife last night. It's like I'm always gonna remember this as like a fun story, like the insanity that followed the PS5. My, my favorite part of the fun story is uh, when you said something about the PS5 pre-orders going up tomorrow in chat, and the three uh, three of us are like, "What do you mean they're gone?" Yeah, that fucking sucked. Uh-huh. That I was at yeah, work. I think too, I was. Like, yeah. Morgan, I think those I are was gone. the closest you, anyone's got with the whole. It disappearing out of my cart and Target while I made their stupid account, but man, probably. And you didn't get a? Did you do the register thing from Sony and they didn't give you an email either? No, I didn't sign up for their stupid email. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna apply to be a consumer for fucking Sony. Fuck them. No. And fuck you, Morgan. Like I'm not pulling it's... their whole customer lo- loyalty dog shit. Like no, they don't get to choose who their customers are. I really like the golden ticket system. <laughs> yeah, that was the no. There was, there was no way. Well, I, was I didn't signing even get the email. golden ticket. They system. should have chosen a hundred of us to just give the console to. That's real customer loyalty. I'm, I'm lapping up their dried, crusty cum drizzle, and I'm not even well, getting anything that was, for it. I, I I don't remember if these were my exact words, but that's basically what I said to Shay when he was like, "Oh, they really, you know, fuck this." So Xbox gets the win there, and I'm like, "Yeah, Shay, what you're saying is true." But Mark Cerny could come to my house and take a shit on my bed, and I'd still be like, "Dude, do you think you could get me a pre-order?" Well, look, we <laughs> we live in an era where everyone wants to. I'm going to say this as, as civil as I can. We live in an era where everyone wants to. If your angle is pro Xbox, then you're going to take a pretty negative, you know, outlook on what happened here. Whereas, like, I'm a little more pro Sony, and I look at that this, and I say, yeah, this was this this is creating a hysteria, like when Nintendo would announce those classic systems, and everyone had to have them. You remember those? And they were like yeah. so limited. It's like there's something psychological, right or wrong, where when you can't get something, you really want it. Um, no, Nintendo was worse than even than this. If you ask me, they were putting those things up for pre-order at like two a.m. 
Yeah. Well, I'm not saying it's better or worse. I got I'm just one. saying I it's, remember. it's similar kind of. And and the thing is, like, it came right off, to be fair, just judging from people I've talked to, that was, like, probably one of the better, if that had been an E3 conference, like, starting with Final Fantasy, ending with a new console, a price of the console, a date of the console, and a God of War teaser, it would have been one of the greatest E3 and conferences ever, I think. To, to also, uh, so they were riding high off off of that. Yeah. The worst part the part is, too, I no longer have the means of access I used to because, you know, up until... Uh, this console launch for every console launch of my life previously i did have a parent who was a store runner for a toys r us franchise mm-hmm. uh which is how i would Damn. secure my yep. pre-orders for everything unfortunately that company doesn't exist yeah. anymore and, and i miss toys r us them. i do Man, when I I'm sad that my kids can't walk the Toys R Us. That was like when I was a child. They're that was back. like they're they're so back in in smaller scope. Like the company's slowly coming oh, really? back. Uh, there's one, I saw the Kids R Us once in there's um, one in Spokane. PA, uh, like an hour from my sister's place. She took uh, my niece and nephew there, and then texted me that it was very small and dog shit. Oh, <laughs> were they the one that had the weird rainbow gum with the zebra on it? Was no, that that's Fruit Stripe Gum. That's a company that makes gum. That they has nothing to do with Toys R Us. Um, All right. I am really confused about crossing. why you're correlating Sorry. those things. <laughs> Sorry, that's weird strange. childhood that memories That was crossing. literally everywhere as a child. And I think I just remember... only with Toys R Us? Yeah. I was no, just it wonder... was fun. It, it had the best flavor for eight seconds. Yeah, eight seconds. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Fruit Stripe Gum. Well, mm-hmm. like my love life. Pretty good for eight seconds. Eight seconds? Wow. Proud of you. All right. I, I'm leveling You've up. been training. Um, <laughs> uh, emphasis on the ing. Um, what? What I does that know. mean? <laughs> I, I don't know. I love when we like call you out on something and even you don't know. You're like, I don't know what I meant. <laughs> I I will say I would give the I will give the launch games uh, I would give it a C plus. Um, I'd give it three I... popcorns, uh, a candy bar, and a soda. <laughs> uh, I will say this: it's better, obviously, unfortunately. And again, I feel for Xbox because if they if they had a fucking amazing Halo game at launch, it would be awesome for all of us. It's regardless of what you're into. Can I also awesome. um, tell um, you, it, it, like, don't underestimate that launch lineup because I know a number of people who texted me that Demon Souls is what sold them for day one. Oh, Demon um, Souls looks looks awesome. Also. Weird thing said during the conference that they then clarified after. I feel like no one is talking about. Initially, they were like, Demon Souls is also coming to PC. And then they're like, no, it's not. As of now, it's just a PS5 exclusive. It, will, it is a PS5 exclusive. It will not come to PC. Uh-huh. Which, D- Demon Souls is an IP owned by Sony. So, okay. Yeah, which is why that has, that's the only one that hasn't been ported anywhere. Yeah, that, like I, basically uh, from made... Dark Souls because Sony owned Demon Souls and didn't want to do anything with it at the time. Well, well, I will say this: that's smart about this. I maybe I'll bump it to a B because look at the fringes. You have that that hardcore Dark Souls Bloodborne crowd, right? And they're they're all fevery, feverishly clamoring for this Demon Souls remake because it looks great. Then on the other side, you have the the comic book game crowd, which is a little more casual to some degree, but also stretches into the hardcore. And those games, comic book games, are huge. Franchises are huge. So you're pulling from both of those big pockets. There isn't a Mario or Zelda quality home also, run here. They're also um, pulling in the but, uh, the lazy fat asses who want a remote for their con- for their. It's a good uh, yeah. remote, Josh. Good they're their, pulling in their, Josh. Uh, who's the remote crowd? You know, yeah. overpriced remote. Roku. 
It's a really good remote. <laughs> um, it's a little bit better than a Roku I'd because I think B. this is gonna have an HBO Max app. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So th- think I, about that. That's something to consider. Yeah. Well, and if you and if the Sackboy game is good and and uh, that that Astrobot game that comes with it, that's sort of like a tutorial slash game thing, whatever it is, then I I think that this. Teaches you how to link your Facebook account. Oh, you mean PS5 Sports? PS Sports. It's in the game. Um... So yeah, so I mean, that's the thing. It's much better than PS4 launch. Maybe that's part of it, Rich. Maybe the PS4 launch did not look that appealing. Um, like, also, I think this is worth noting. Not a lot of people have been really playing this up. Uh, that like PlayStation 4 like All-Stars thing they're adding to PS Plus is a pretty good value. Oh, the 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 PS Plus collection. Yeah, like I think that's a really good sell honestly to like because it's not like a service they're charging for, it's just something they're adding to their existing service. Yeah. And uh because of that, if it, you were paying more for that, yeah. I'd be like this is not a Game Pass competitor, but for you people, just get it with speaking PS of Plus. Game Pass competitors, the PC price for Game Pass is finally going up with yeah, the launch of the uh, it's the next sunsetting stuff. on its entry level oh. pass. So those uh, are those are yeah. as well. Well, you don't you don't want you don't want Sony um, ish. ish okay still not competitive, ultimate but i i was paying for ultimate game pass the whole time anyway mm. you, you yeah, don't I was want to like the, the super cheap the five dollar one yeah five which bucks is now a month 10 yeah i've been paying the 15 mm-hmm. which i shouldn't have been honestly because i never use it on my console because i use that console to hold my door open mm. it's a great like if, if somebody's got to go outside and like meet a pizza delivery guy i'll be like just put this yeah Nobody's every now and then you need a doorstop with a fan yeah. Um, but what I was gonna say was you don't really want him encroaching on X on Game Pass because like Sony's positioning to be and look they were kind of vague about it but like the idea of what I've I've been telling people for a while PS Now is much better than people think it is and the fact that it's gonna come with Plus and and if those games even some of them look better perhaps like a lot of people haven't been talking about that but I wish Sony would push it harder you know they they showed it on that that showcase and a lot of people were watching but I wish Sony would push that harder because it is a cool thing it, it, it really more is. before it can really be pushed harder it is a cool thing but it's, it's got every classic it, PlayStation 4 and PS3 game almost it's no right? game pass well but game pass is is not I don't, it's just different. I don't know because Game Pass is a great, a lot of great small games, but it doesn't have a lot like the Microsoft it's big more, games. Yeah, are not. it's more competitive than it is. Like Rich is saying, it's it's better, and also a lot of the stuff on there is also like there's not a there's a decent amount on there, but not a ton. Like it's it depends what you're into is kind of the thing because it's it's got a wide variety, but. It's it's mostly AAA stuff. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's yeah. the whole point is that it's Sony's col- it's their backlog. That's the big thing, and that's cool because it's different. But I just I just wish they'd push it a little harder. I feel like it's a shame that they don't. Um, yeah. But whatever, you know, that's their that's their call. Push um, it real good. The so that conference itself was. I went back and I was telling you guys I watched the Final Fantasy 16 trailer today because I was a little distracted on the stream with Josh. We were just kind of laughing and and stuff. And although. Like I wasn't necessarily wowed by the art being a PS5 game. That trailer, it's a great trailer. I went back and watched it. The music, the it looks like a very mature kind of look. I was telling Rich that it's from the director of the the better um, the Final Fantasy 14 
uh, Heaven Sword and all the new Final Fantasy fourteen content that's supposed to be really good. It is very good. Can confirm. And I, you know what else I noticed watching the trailer again? Every combat that all, all the combat clips they showed were one on one encounters, which is interesting. It was always one character fighting one enemy that I saw, which makes me wonder if they're trying a different uh, kind of flow with the game. I don't know for sure. Um, I'm just I mean, of... they if it's like fifteen, like all we know is that they're just zooming in on the main character and what well, he's doing. But I'm just saying, a lot of those sequences they never showed more than one person in any sort of a party. So no, no, I'm I, just curious. I would I'm be surprised curious. if there weren't party members all together but i i think it's going to be an expansion of 15's combat um i, I for one like yeah no that I, makes I, sense I, they've kind of even the focused it down yeah the seven remake was still very close to 15 like they, it seems like they've got something good with the whole you know they found a good loop for action combat like if mm-hmm. anything i hope it's more informed by the stuff in seven remake because i really like that combat yeah the stances um, especially that cloud has is really cool i, I think that's just like it that. cloud was the most like fl- everybody had their own role but cloud yeah. felt like one of the most fleshed out even though like for some of the harder fights it being tifa was the better choice yeah tifa could just blow stuff up with combos but uh i feel like mm. yeah cloud having to switch stances and whatnot to block and parry was really hopefully cool hopefully if there are party members i hope they stick with that sort of idea that remake had which is like mm-hmm. you could swap it up and play as other people and everyone kind of has a role and a different kit yeah and i, I just sent you a picture but like one thing i love about one of the new protagonists is that he looks like he's from the like a more old-timey from ac 14 game but they gave him a nice little emo hair swoop um, which, you know, he kind of looks like a mixture of Noctis and like someone from Final Fantasy 14, which is just adorable. Um, <laughs> they just, it just, it just, I love it because it's this, they just still find a way to be their I, little Final Fantasy. Whenever they kind selves. of like dip back to a little bit more straight fantasy, I always find, I always kind of like get really jazzed about those adventures. Like I fucking love Final Fantasy nine which mm-hmm. was very much the, like, we just did two of those sci-fi steampunk exploration things. We're going to go back. 12 was straight fantasy, too, but we fight about 12 all the time. I, uh, my problem with 12 is not the setting. It's I love the setting. Ivalice is a great setting. The problem with 12 is Vaughn. You and Vaughn. All right, well, I don't, I don't have the energy. There is no me and Vaughn. Vaughn sucks. <laughs> Vaughn's a nice guy. Um, <laughs> He's dog shit. <laughs> I there's there's even if you hated Vaughn, there's so much other things in that game, and you don't have to. You could run around there with somebody is. else there's besides so Vaughn. There's so much other... team Bosch. You could run around with Bosch. You could make Bosch your party leader if you want to. I sure but did. Then, you could have a hot bunny chick as your party leader too. Mm-hmm. Her name was from, and, and, and it makes the world seem almost normal sized if you're if you're using a character. Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes it's true. Um, yeah, I don't know. In in the, at the end of the trailer, they show sort of a, a cut with the with like a bearded sort of tattooed angry looking guy talking and then they go to like the little emo looking guy there seemed to be a pretty big focus on characters being tied to summons as well yeah um well that that uh, the picture is like what the the logo is the phoenix it was yeah they all have a persona the 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 logo appeared to be uh ifrit and phoenix battling fighting yeah which is cool it looks it looks like nonsense but like cool nonsense 
Um, at first, I thought it was a new weird summon where like the top was the phoenix and the bottom morphed into a beast-like face. Like if, if like if there was a large penis or a phallic thing coming out, and it had like, uh, but its mouth looked like the tremors, like Kevin Bacon's tremors. Um, but like through the lens of Final Fantasy, that's what I thought it was at first when I when I saw the logo. I had to look really close and watch the trailer again, and I was like, oh, it's Ifrit at the bottom. Or as some people say, Ifrit. They are incorrect. <laughs> it's Ifrit. I don't know. I just thought it'd be cool, like, the idea of, like, a phoenix with, like, a bottom, like, of a, a, a different thing. It's not. Phoenix is not a bottom. Phoenix yeah. is a top, a <sighs> strong top, and Ifrit is a power bottom. It looks great. I think it looks really cool. I could not be more jazzed about... The thing I loved about Final Fantasy as a kid was that everyone was very different. And this one looks very different than 15, so. Um, I don't know what I was going to think about Final Fantasy as a kid was that it was a big contributor to why I had no friends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that's not complete. Actually, no, I'd say Final Fantasy brought me more friends than anything. Um, I was very popular. I didn't need a video game's help. <laughs> yeah, the, you were known as Big Dick Rich. Yeah. Um, Josh just said he did definitely did not emulate the fuck out of those old games. Well, he owns the games. He ripped them. He was legal. Like, Shut up. Absolutely. No, I'm of I mean, course, not of at course. the time. Had to get my Final Fantasy 5 somehow. That's a good stuff right there. Mm-hmm. I have that re- I, I, I love that 5. Re- 5 is I have that so repro good. cart now. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know if I've ever shown you that. There's some fantastic fucking art they're, on that. Yep. Re- yeah, I had really? I had like the original um like fan uh translation of it. With the main character being butts, yeah, the classic. Yep. Mm-hmm. I I really do think, generally speaking, the all the Final Fantasies, the primary numbered ones, have been good. So, I mean, I no thirteen is not that good. You don't you don't really like thirteen. I two is not good. I, two Two's, well, just the Wonderswan version. Nothing before four really counts in my. Head. I disagree with that, but uh, I like. There are things about 12 I don't like, but I don't think it's a bad game. Like, I genuinely uh, think 13 is bad. Well, I see. I didn't love the combat as much as Josh did, but I don't yeah, remember. The combat I, is excellent. It's just you really? don't get everything, it until everything 20 else. hours into the game. It's Yeah, like, I killed God, but it took forever to get there. Yeah. Um, hmm. like it, the com- you know, 13 was an amazing combat system. It's just that everything it was, that it surrounds it is bad. The Do you story think maybe if bad. we went back and played it now, we'd have more reverence for it than... No. I think hope would still suck. Snow would still suck. <laughs> the world would still suck. Um, uh-huh. I don't think the world no, sucked. No, the world it, sucks. It was linear, uh, but did it no, suck? No, it wasn't just linear. They didn't give you context for anything. You were Yes. Like, There's a like, lot of proper nouns. It's a um, ton of proper nouns, and like, it's it feels like they're trying to do the whole Midgar thing again, but you have no idea where you're going every 100%. time it changes setting. Yeah, because there was like a lower slummy place well, and well, a better place, right? Ish, Something like that. But they never it's like I, it's never clarified. The thing that I the think fallacy, yeah, the fallacy, like it just, what, yeah, like there's just not enough happened. information to explain anything in that game. They they yeah. eventually get to it with the other snow's really games in the series. The second coat, snow sucks so, so much. Um, How dare you, what? Troy Baker? I'm so sorry. I <laughs> it's not his fault. Uh, it's no one's fault. He's fine. No, it's the writer's fault. Um, 
<laughs> have you played Final Fantasy Seven? Yeah, it's a fantastic game. Uh, probably one of the best games ever made. Um, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I choked on something. Now, uh, yeah, we as know. I was gonna say. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> you choked on inadequacy. Um, <laughs> choked on inadequacy? <laughs> what does that even mean? It's really hard uh, to choke on an inadequacy. What, Normally, what you have the opposite problem. <laughs> it's so difficult. Yeah, uh, the problem with thirteen. This, this is really what I think was the actual um, issue. Was I feel like it was trying to ride what Mass Effect had done, which was like this notion of people love reading about a world, mm. and like I loved reading the Codex in Mass Effect because the what was presented to me was so interesting, and I wanted the opportunity to learn more. Final Fantasy 13 doesn't present you with enough information and then expects you to go into its glossary and read all about it, but I didn't give a shit. Yeah, like, they didn't yeah. give you, like, you keep going to new places and you're like, okay, why am I here? Like, and why should I care? Mm-hmm. Saz seems pretty cool. His summon turns into a race car. That I, I wonder, yeah, I mean, it's been so long, I don't like to defend things too heavily if I haven't played them recently because... I, I'd feel like I'm defending a memory of it, and sometimes those can be a little misleading. And I don't think it's completely irredeemable. But... It's just, for me, less of it worked. Like, more often than not, what I was seeing didn't work for me. See, I guess what I'm saying is those games are generally just pretty nonsense anyway. So, like, I I, I wasn't quite as offended by the pretty nonsense. I was just, I had more trouble it's getting into about, the combat. It's not about, like, being offended by it. It's... I didn't buy well, into the nonsense. not the, yeah, No, no, I didn't fine. buy into the nonsense. The nonsense is fine as long as you're, like, it's intriguing enough and fanciful enough for you to buy into it and just take it That's for fair. what it is. 13 That's did not fair. do that for me, and I feel like a lot of people have a similar experience with that game. Nah, based off a lot what of I've heard. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like, well, I love I'm the glad. combat, but I probably would have not gotten to the good parts of the combat had we not been reviewing it for the show at the time. Because it's just... yeah. It, they take forever to be convinced of the fact that you understand burn. their combat, which is not that complicated. And no, then they no, dump, and not. then uh, you know, sixty hours in, they dump you into an open world with nothing in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what a weird fucking thing. Yeah. Anyways, that looks great. Um, we we got a lot of nice Miles Morales gameplay, so we can see the PS5 in motion, and it seems to be very pretty and very smooth. Looks very nice. Yep. 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 Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of great stuff from a Harry Potter announcement. That's just it's just a movie trailer, but I was excited to to see that. My I was went to my wife and I was telling her all about it, and she's like, you know, at first I thought it was like what I want from a Harry Potter game, but then the end of the trailer looks like it just becomes an action game, and I don't know what I'm looking I at. I think it looks potentially really interesting. My, the main thing that's most interesting to me is that it's set so far before actual Harry Potter stuff. Like, I feel like that world, like, the conceits of those worlds are interesting. Like, it's in, it's smart to me to not tether it to anything, to literally set it about a hundred years before uh, uh-huh. the books. Yeah, because yeah, it's always weird when you're, like, trying to play as some creative character with the actual story going on in the background. Like, it's, it's yeah. somewhere in the corner, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. But, like, yeah, I, I'm hoping that it's going to feel very much like... I'm a new kid in this place. Will I get sorted? Am I going to go to classes? Like, I'm not saying they couldn't craft the linear tale. That would be really engaging. Let me tell you about Persona. Yeah, I mean, we're not going to get that, but that would be the dream. 
Uh, a lot of good. We had a, a cool fun, a Resident Evil 8 trailer, which had these weird like storybook sequences that me and Josh were gushing over on the stream. They were just these really cool, like, uh, it looked like a completely different game when they were showing Yeah, those. I don't know if they're just cutscenes or what, but they were, like, animated as if they were stop motion. Um, That's cool. Yeah, like Coraline or something like that. Which was really neat looking and actually yeah, made me interested cool. in the game, which basically everything else about it is somehow even more generic than everything else that Resident Evil has put out in the last decade. But, uh... I really like seven and four and nothing in between. <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. There's only two Four's in between really there. So. There's more. Uh, yeah. Seven, really good. four, two, one. This is the best. One, two, four, seven. Uh, I, I don't know. I think I agree. There's some militant action uh, things they've shown in the trailers that I'm not super hot on. Josh, that I'm worried about because I don't want it to become yeah, the an beginning action of that game, trailer. But... I'm like, oh god! Yeah, what we're is like, this? what is this Call of Duty or yeah. something? But like in general, all the weird villagey stuff, and if yeah. they craft a nice, I think that could be, I think that could be good. all the all the legally not bloodborne stuff looks intriguing. Yeah, yeah. The Demon Souls, like we said, the Demon Souls remake looks really nice. New Dead Space um, one. They, there was just it was just a. Just hitting all over the place. It was a really good stream. We only got a little teaser for God of War, which is that's. I mean, it was there was nothing there, but it was smart. God of War Ragnarok. Ragnarok. What, Josh? What were you groaning about on the stream? I can't remember, but when the name came across the screen, you were like, "Oh, was it the Ragnarok specifically, the title?" Or I don't remember. If you don't remember, it's fine. He was worried I, they would get sued by Disney. No, it was. I think the character was going on about something at the time. I'm like. And it was it was just oh, the voices. Yeah, like the, the voiceover the voice was like going over some like super generic like war. War never changes. It, it I'm was like, like that quote you did at the beginning of the podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> the, the quote it took me thirty minutes to get through. Yeah, that one. Um, yeah, we'll see. That's uh, I hope that they they do some brave yeah. risky. No, I am super jazzed to finally see Act Two. Of the new God of War. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, anyways, um, it was, it's been a weird week. It's been crazy. I will say it's pretty fucked up because Sony's strategy, like, again, I just feel so bad for Microsoft. Like, they they responded to a leak and just posted a picture on the internet with prices. Sony got to, like, rattle off a showcase after theirs, then have this whole hysteria thing. It's like, they're. I just feel so bad for Microsoft. It's just got to be irritating on The other on thing that I've not really seen mentioned is also... The cheaper version of the consoles does not seem to be a one to one. Like, I've not I've not seen it brought up a lot, but the digital PS Five seems to be basically the same thing, just without a drive. Yes. Whereas, Whereas the, the mini Xbox, Xbox is less is, has it's less lesser. power to it. It's like an yeah. entry level thing, um, which is an odd way to take that. Um, I also don't know how clear they are being about. I don't know how clear that's going to be to an average consumer. I don't think it's clear enough, unfortunately, because there've been a bu- like it's it's so much less powerful that they've even been saying that some of the One X games that are backwards compatible aren't like if they've been improved for the One X, they're still going to run as if they were on the One S. Mm. 
Yeah, I I agree. I've had people message me about that. Actually, today I had two people message me about. They were like, "Do you know?" And I had to like pull up an article and kind of explain to them because yeah. it's like it gets really into like specs and technical yeah, it's bullshit. it's really. I think it's kind of unfortunate that they're not doing something. I don't know. I mean, like, why not? I, just, I don't feel I mean, like there's any reason to get the cheaper PlayStation. And agreed. I, is it like you're just limiting I yourself? That's the, that's I, I think you're very foolish for doing that. Why? But, I don't want discs. Well, for, my entire physical PS4 library would be useless. I would never do that. No, uh, no, I, I totally get that. But what I'm saying is I've moved completely to digital games. Even when we get review codes and stuff, like, I have not bought a physical game since the collector's edition of Death Stranding, and I gave the game away to a chomper. And that, that so, was like, so long ago. Yeah. I, I did, and I gave the game You're away. you have to leave so, a Blu-ray player plugged in then. Yeah. Josh, I don't... Who the fuck buys Blu-rays? I just... Like, literally watched, everyone, because otherwise your library is constantly at risk. People say that, but none of my libraries, nothing ever. Who cares if if one day it's just possessions, Josh? Mm. I don't need them. Everything's fine. I went to reach for like the nearest Blu-ray to prove a point, but it was Man of Steel, so I put it back. Yeah, no, I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't advertise that. I like. I legitimately like. Am this? I'm happy they're doing this because oh, here we I go. Don't that's better. That's fine. A disc. There you I'll are. put that in. There you go. That's fine. Yeah, I think I had that Blu-ray too, 15 years ago or whatever it mm-hmm. was. Do you, I just, how old yeah, do you I just think moved. that movie is? Well, I do you was think, married at the do time. Do you think Scott Pilgrim vs. the World came out in 2005? This is my first wife. Let me see. I keep track of time by different periods of my life. So, mm. um, Me too. I don't this know, is I my just, blue period. I, I just think that digital version is... I like I said for me it's perfect because I'm yeah. someone that has moved to all digital. No, it, I do it does. Not it make, it makes sense. It's just... It's not a big price difference between the two of them for it. It's it it's about right. It makes sense for somebody who's trying to get a budget console. It it makes sense. The thing I don't, I am not the person to sell that to. Yeah, I, I get why someone would want it. I, no, it it, it it makes a lot of yeah. sense. But the one that's the, the thing I don't get is the 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 whole the Xbox. Oh, we're gonna make a slightly less powerful version. That was already frustrating in this last generation. I fucking hated the console .5 bullshit that they did oh, this I, last I generation. I hate that I bought a .5 PS4, that I felt like that was something I needed to do. Yeah, like, I, I hated that. And they're literally launching the new Xbox with two different specs. Well, I w- somebody, and I don't know if this is accurate, but someone was telling me that my Xbox One X is actually more comparable to the next gen thing they're selling so like like the small one yes so it is I, it's they're very so similar in many ways so yeah for me i'm just like well i'm almost next gen i may not have ray tracing but i'm almost next gen already with that thing i don't um, think that thing can do ray tracing the little one yeah no i imagine it, it can because like even the older cards could do that it's probably it's probably not the best because it probably, current, it probably won't the current it, it gen ray look, tracing yeah. stuff with like control control had ray tracing if yeah. you had the card for it however it looked like a bunch of old renders that i made in like 2001 because so it, really it's good. only it's only got the horsepower to do like a single pass of the lighting which mm-hmm. leads to like a staticky effect inconsistencies yeah it's a static yeah it's so a lot of this stuff is just like all digital let's see direct x ray tracing okay it does the small one okay. doesn't have it 
Yeah, I, I figured as much, but like I'm I'm assuming it's going to have that kind of grainy look to it, which worked because that game also had some film grain stuff and other stuff going on in the background that kind of disguised the fact that yeah, you could clearly tell it that, almost looked like a choice. Yes. I, well, and yeah, and see, I, a lot of people are, are thinking about this, even though the launch lineup is pretty solid. I've kind of convinced myself after talking with you guys that it's about a B. And but a lot of us know that we're in there for the long haul with a lot of those exclusives. Yeah. It just it just bums me out because I think even with all the weird stuff of that Xbox that they said you're gonna you can go to the store and pick up this epic new Halo game with your console. No, I you still can't. think there's there's a draw there, and that's just got to be it. Just sucks. Um, Stop telling people they can pick up a new Halo. They can't. <laughs> <laughs> uh anyways uh wow that what a week um is there, i mean like i said I've, i'm duped and i still haven't been able to get the you guys just cleared it up for me the guy who i who gave me his link i told him that i need his login information i don't think he's gonna give it to me so uh, um, okay that makes sense because i think I it's verify too late anyway you, you can't use that now well, there's. I'm still getting. They're still doing links. They're still doing waves. No, that one though. Yeah, like it expires. It was at the time it says in the email. Well, he he sent me a new one that got that, that did the countdown and everything. So I don't know what's going on. It's very weird. Well, the the countdown was just literally for their storefront. That was because <gasps> their. St- That's oh, are you serious? They put out a tweet earlier. That was yeah. That's, that's what I was sending you because to even access the Sony store. Whether you had a link or not, you got put in a queue. You were put in a separate queue if you had one of those links, because you were basically, if you got on at the time it said, you were basically promised you would get one. Mm-hmm. You know what the, the saddest, most comical part of this whole thing was? I realized that I had a Yahoo email address that I wasn't even aware of. Yahoo, <laughs> hilarious. That It was tied to my PlayStation account, and I had no idea, because I hadn't actually thought about my email yeah. in years and yeah. i really want to change that yeah that's the embarrassing thing not that your current one is still hotmail it's at <laughs> compuserve <laughs> you talking about my aol you want to fight about that why are all you my... people on alta vista <laughs> anyways um yeah this is exciting i like i said i i would like to have the comfort of knowing i it's hmm, to be able to talk about spider-man and demon souls i think is and here's the thing people are also well they're not forgetting this because you can do this on the xbox too but we could play Cyberpunk by new PS5. That sounds like a nice thing to do as well. I'm going to play it on my PC like a sane person. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, yeah. I know. No, I want to play the current gen version of that game when it comes out. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. Ugh. What am I going to do with you guys? But you can't get trophies. <clears throat> How about that? Yeah, that's really going to push me over the edge. Yeah. Actually, you're, you're funny, uh, though, did Rich, because like. With that? N- I don't think Josh- they did. Josh doesn't give a shit about trophies, but you, Rich, sometimes you I, do. If I really want, we, I think we've talked about this before on the show. Trophies for me are like, if I really want to keep playing a game, they're a great drive to give me things to do. Yeah, no, Epic didn't get an exclusive, so you can get trophies just fine on PC. Because I'm not getting yeah, the Epic version if, if it's on Steam, which it is, so. I mean, I guess if you consider those trophies, that's fine. They're literally yeah. identical. That's literally the, the name of them. Well. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, I don't blame you. I mean, it's Cyberpunk will be great on PC, I'm sure. So that's what you're into. I mean, um, it'll be on PC. <coughs> I love how you've been going on about how great it is for the last year and it's not out. But yeah, it'll be on PC. It's just very unlikely that it's going to not. I mean, it's a toss up. We're, we're looking at a coin toss, whether it's a good game. So a, a coin where both sides are 
heads, and that's what we're calling. Nothing? Nothing at all for that? How much you ever lost on a coin toss, Josh? Javier Bardem, no country for old men. Anton Chigurh. You're citing your references. No, <laughs> you got a fucking I bibliography. For I to your... make sure you know. Um, all right, I'm trying to make sure there's nothing that we didn't get to talk about. It's very, very, very important. I'll do probably a short poll next week on it, but for the most part, we got to get this all out of our system. We can move on. We have games. Um, this is exciting. It's exciting stuff. And the insanity that has ensued has been wild. So thank you for everyone that's tried to help me out. Um, yes, we'll do a, a short break, and then we'll come back and talk some games. So hang in there. We'll be back with some more of the Choncast. Hey, Josh. Hey, Shay. You know what I was thinking about this week? I want to spend my money on a lot of different things, like a wall clock, a face mask, a puzzle, and a T-shirt. You know where I could spend that kind of money? I was thinking about webbed feet, but if you want all that, you oh. can find it at store.swordchomp.com. Oh, store.swordchomp.com. And I've heard they have a bunch of different logos, too. I've heard they have the Sword Chomp logo, the Chomping After Dark logo, and they just recently got up the In the Blood and the Evoking the Sublime logo as well. The rumors are true. Well, that's good. That's good. So if you out there are interested at all, head to store.swordchomp.com. That's store.swordchomp.com. See you there. And we're back with more of the Chompcast. Um, so let's talk some games, guys. We have a bunch of games to run down here. So here's what I want to do at first. I want to do a little teaser. We're going to record a very special podcast after this. These review casts, whenever we get codes for games that we feel like we want to talk about, we're going to give them the special treatment as sort of a... Um, interesting interesting thing we've been doing and sort of a thank you to these uh, developers that are giving us a chance to to play these games via codes, whether we like them or not. And um, so if you're listening to this show and you miss that, just go back in your feed because this show will have already posted. But we're going to do a very quick teaser of these games, okay? We love to put a teaser in after the episode's already been released. I just want to give you a short teaser because I, I talked about at the beginning of the show. Um... What I want to do is try a fun game where we have like 20 seconds to or less to promote of the game we're going to be talking about on that podcast. So I'm going to say this. I'll start with this. The Suicide of Rachel Foster is a game I got a code for. And we're going to talk about the Suicide of Rachel Foster features the first play. I don't want to get into specifics for spoilers, but it features a playable suicide sequence for the first time I have ever experienced in a video game. A playable suicide sequence. Um, which was really wild. Um, and I'm going to talk about that game. Josh, you are going to talk about Paradise Killer with Rich. Um, a game we got a code for and we gave the code to Rich. But uh, if you had to give a small teaser to hype of that conversation, what would you say about Paradise Killer? Um, it is a detective game where you're trying to solve a uh, a killing. Um, and they 
kind of just tell you what you're, you know, the, the, the main reason why you're there and then let you go. Like you can go explore the whole world however you want as soon as Ace they. Ace Attorney on Coke. Yeah. As, as soon as they open it up. That, that's your pitch. <laughs> yeah. Ace Attorney on Coke. That sounds great. Ace Attorney on Coke with uh, synthwave music. It sounds like. Fuck yeah. It's cyberpunk as hell. There's a character uh, that we will talk about on that episode who is my favorite character ever. Uh, His name is Dr. Doom Jazz. Dr. Doom Jazz. All right. I like it. Um, (laughs) The different characters are just different. Yeah, that's that's the one I was telling you that I was was trying to write something down whenever you guys started talking. Mm. We were starting the call here. And I I just zoned out and wrote the different characters are different. There we go. Yep. Yep. And then I didn't realize I wrote that until halfway through the show. I looked over at my notes. I'm like, the fuck did I just write there? (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. That's going to be fun. I'm excited to talk about Paradise Killer getting great reviews. And the last game, a lot of people have been curious about this. All my Dark Souls, Bloodborne homies. It's called Mortal Shell. And I am absolutely loving this game, surprisingly. And my pitch is that it's the Dark Souls of Hermit Crab games. Um, it's basically a Hermit Crab Dark Souls game. Hmm. What do I mean? What do I mean by that? Well, so it's, it's Headlander, but but less uh, Metroid. <laughs> well, you'll they'll have to listen uh, to the podcast to see. Oh, we'll get into it. It's going to be fun. We have a three a three way uh, menage a trois review, if you will. Uh, I'm not living with any of you. Um, I would. Uh, you tried. <laughs> and uh, you don't miss it. So check your feed if you already did miss it. Um, it's going to be great. Uh, so bar- as far as games, we can't actually break down though. We have a bunch of new stuff this week. Uh, BPM Josh looked interesting because it's sort of, it's like doom asking what you showed us, but you're like, Shh, that stands for bullets per minute. Um, mm-hmm. but also BPM in music stands for beats per minute, of course. And it's the same thing in this game. That's the joke. Yeah. <gasps> wow. Because all your actions, you're, you're firing, you're jumping, you're dodging, you're, you're reloading, uh, mm-hmm. all has to be done to the beat of the music that's playing through the level. That's amazing, yeah. Um, also, it's a roguelike, so you know. Is you that can... like loot? Is it like a loot game or just roguelike? Well, yeah, and yeah. It's, it's you. You get uh, different upgrades to your stats, and you can find different weapons and stuff on your mm-hmm. way through. Um, but it kind of it lets you. Uh, it gives you an excuse to go through the same levels over and over again which yeah sounds bad but the music's so good you you kind of want to go through it again it's just it's one of those things like i, I want to listen to this track again i want to play through this thing again it's i was i was unsure whether the roguelike part of it was going to be something i liked like i was i was sold Maybe on the other two repetitive yeah the other two things i'm like oh it's you know like it's a doom like thing where you have to shoot to the music uh, so I, I was not sold on the uh, the roguelike aspect, but the more I've played of it, the more I I realize I like that because you get to hear the same tracks over and you just you get better at them each time. Yeah, it was cool. It it looks really the style. Hmm. It, it, from when the video you sent us, it seemed like a little simplistic, but kind of everything was like glowy. 
um, and demonic uh, Yeah, unfortunately, the level I sent you was a dark level. Uh, okay, all so the there levels, are other levels that are not Well, dark? all the levels are kind of like a, any other, not any other roguelike, but mo- a lot of other roguelikes. It's a dungeon. <laughs> well, you, no, you'll have different modifiers that may or may not show up on each level, sort of like you might show up in a dark level in Spelunky, and this one, this one was a dark level, so you were seeing it with oh, a flashlight. okay, um, okay. Was the uh, the thing I was showing you there was one of the levels I was using a flashlight for? Yeah, well, and just when I looked it up, I, I mean that sounds cool. I was just when I was looking up pictures of it, I'll, everything just looked black and red. That's everything, which isn't it necessarily is, a bad. It thing, is a you know? more simplified color palette. Like you can tell, uh-huh. everything's like really detailed on the models and stuff. But it is, it's got shaders over it that, um, give it like a little bit of a cartoonish kind of a look. Well, like it's a simple, little cel shady. It, it, Yes, it's cell shaded. It breaks down. It's it's not just cell shaded, but it's essentially like a Game Boy palette um, shader on there, um, where it limits the number of colors that you've got down to a much lower number. Um, it's probably not four like the original Game Boy, but it's going to be close to that. Um, just really low number of values you've got going through a different through each each level. I like this. The highest, the highest score. Uh, let's see, Metacritic seventy three. The highest score. Finger Guns. What a nice name for a gaming site. Finger Guns said, "The bastard child of Doom, Devil Daggers, and Tetris Effect." So, <laughs> okay. Seems me. odd. That Seems like you... a weird reach. Yeah. No. Have it's, you ever played Devil it's... Daggers? I played the shit out of Devil Daggers, but Devil Devil Daggers is just a very simple concept built in the Quake engine. Yeah. No. It's 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 just. Crypt of the Necro Gunner. That's what this game is. Whoa. Yeah, no, that makes well, more sense of anything. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, that. what would your biggest criticism of it be, or do you are you just loving it? You um, don't really have much. It is like a lot of other short run based roguelikes where uh, the scaling can sometimes go off the rails at the very end. Where like, oh, this is this is a good run. Um, where you just you become super super powerful at the end. Um, I don't I don't think that's guaranteed, but I've had a few runs where by the end everything has just come together in such a way that um th- the end boss isn't even a challenge. Um, it, it seems like they could probably do some tuning there to make it so it's challenging throughout. Um. It almost, okay. almost kind of like, kind of like Binding of Isaac had a similar thing. Which I, I love that game as well. You can um, have those godlike runs, but though, yeah, right? it, it turned out where in a lot of games, um, the beginning ends up being harder than the end because they know exactly what abilities you'll have at the beginning, so it's all tuned super well. And sometimes you can just go nuts with the uh, the loadouts you get. And uh, and end up winning because you get lucky more than because you you know gained a bunch of skill. Okay, so it's like a little bit. More. So how would you say the game is easy? No, it's it's again it's fairly hard. It's just that um, I don't feel like the challenge. It's it kind of it doesn't get hard enough. I think. I've not had I've not had a run where I like die in the last two zones. So once you get to that like place, once you once once you start getting powerful enough to get there, 
there, there's not as much of a challenge to it. Is it, um, do you, and if you mention this, I'm sorry, but it, do you have to shoot enemies on the beat? Yes. Yeah. You have to. Okay. You have to shoot on the beat. Um, each of the guns kind of has a different firing rhythm to it. Um, mm-hmm. So you kind of so you basically so how does that work? You like aim at the enemy and like you like can you just tap away at the button and it'll just shoot whenever the the crosshairs line you up on the can, beat? but you lose your modifier you because you, you, it's it's a it's a score based game kind of like because it counts as a miss if you shoot off yeah. the beat yeah okay yeah, yeah. that um, makes sense it's like missing al- the beat also, in VDR. <laughs> also if you miss the beat it doesn't fire that time it'll like lock you out for that note so you can't just like spam it and it'll give you a bunch of misses until you eventually hit you uh, you, have you have to, to have wait rhythm. until then so okay you have to have rhythm. that's yeah. cool it i you honestly can, you if, can loosen the restrictions on it like mm-hmm. one of the one of the options in there is like whether or not you want the rhythm to be super strict or or to, or to loosen it up like the, the normal has been fine for me as far as like um matching up but you can make that timing a little bit looser if you need to if you're not did you get that on epic or steam Steam. Okay. Cool. That means I can play that one. Oh. I, I like that. That looks like a game I would enjoy. I just was swamped with reviews this week, and I just could not do it, but I well, I think that looks really cool. Yeah. No, I've been playing... I've... Yeah. Way more of that than I expected to. Um, yeah. Way, I was, way I was, more. It's I was joking so with my satisfying. Wife. To, uh, I'll say this for the other show. But that game, that game looks awesome. B, I like the name, too. BPM. That's a, that's a cool name. Mm-hmm. Uh, fits. Mm, do you? Yeah, I have to be honest with you. I had not heard of it. Maybe, maybe I. Maybe the. Hmm. I'm. I wish there was a way for us to. I mean, that's the cool thing about our show. We can get some of those games out there. But like, uh, just until now, pulling up the Metacritic, and it, when I talked to you, I had not heard of this game at all. And uh, do you? I wonder why that is. And it was just kind of flying under the radar. Well, I remember hearing amazing. about really it. Really small it team. Okay. Um. So I think people it's were just, talking about it though. Yeah. I. Yeah. Um, people were talking like the credits roll at the end and it, it goes on for like all of you know 30 seconds and most of those are thanks <laughs> like the yeah. thank you yeah oh no um, I was just saying Splunky it spiraled down to 89 the fuck which actually, which is, and <laughs> Kings of Omelette as well Um. okay so Spelunky 2 Josh is patiently waiting for the Steam version, which is good for me. But Rich could not wait, and he had to get Spelunkin on his PlayStation 4. I have Spelunked. A little bit. Uh, you're you're a getting little bit. your ass kicked. You're getting... Spelunky's a hard... Uh, did you play Spelunky 1, Morgan? Never touched a Spelunky. Spelunky's a very mm. hard game. Spelunky 2 is a lot harder than Spelunky 1. Um, what if you're good at video games like me and not bad like you? No, there's a ton of learning here. <laughs> are, you, are you using reverse psychology? Like, What's happening here? Is it working? No. Uh, if someone's pointing out... <laughs> never mind. What if you're um, bad and I'm good? I don't think that's the case. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I played uh, uh, probably about two, three-ish hours of Splunky 2. Um, Splunky's still really fucking good. The thing is, it's hard to really talk about much because I'm in the beginning sections and there's not a whole lot that's new just yet. In the first world, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, like I know it, it gets a little bit crazier. Uh, you got the pug now, which is fun. You can save him. He gives you a lick to give you your heart back. Ooh. Uh, when you exit a level, um, been collecting That's turkeys cute. for Yang. Been trying to find fun new ways to 
kill the shopkeeper. Uh, you know, if, just if you if you had to describe Spelunky, like why it's appealing, because I hear this is the best way to explain it, Rich. I know, you know, I'm entrenched in this industry, but when I hear people talk about Spelunky, like I get the concept, but like it sounds like a foreign language. They're talking about these weird things, and I just, just well, such a good like well paced like platforming thing, um, that does so much with like so many mechanics, and I think it really nails that whole roguelite experience of just even when you jump in and you're killed immediately which does happen sometimes in Spelunky like you're instantly compelled to just keep fucking going like it's all randomly generated right yeah yeah okay that sounds like something I'd love you guys know I love some good RNG so like I love getting um I've seen you know uh some of the new items uh like the new backpacks and stuff like one of the the new ones which has only come up for me once seems to be one of the rarer ones is the power pack um which yeah i it, heard about that yeah. it just kind of affects all of your stuff like it makes mm. your bombs bigger it turns your whip mm. into a fire whip uh it, there's a lot of cool fi- i've heard the fire whip is great for getting extra hearts and like burning turkeys and stuff like that. yeah i discovered that last night you can uh cook a turkey by hit- striking them with the fire whip though i don't imagine yang would be terribly happy if you did that in front of him, uh, he gets very mad if you bring him a dead turkey. Mm. So it's basically a, just a very difficult, randomly generated platforming game. There's, There's so big... many more mechanics going on yeah, though, than platforming. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I've not played it yet, but just going up since you've not even played the first one. Like the big thing about it was just learning because it's so everything has different movement patterns and mechanics and that you need to learn. That like once you find an item or like. A good thing to note is, like, the game is essentially keeping notes for you. Like, when something kills you, like, that gets added to your glossary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, that's So, yeah, I mean, I, I know sometimes when I hear about a game that I'm just like, there's something about this that you can't explain to people. Because if it's taking off and people, like, love this game and it's a very sort of weird thing, I, it's it's just one of those games I think it's difficult to make this, to describe the appeal. Do you think I'm kind of on I, track there? I or? think it's hard to pin it down. But once you pick it up, you either aren't going to like it or it's going to click instantaneously. Hmm. Yeah. Oddly enough, I feel like it's a very similar sort of feeling to the Souls games as far as learning enemy patterns until the point where... like, It's a game where you can die to literally every enemy in the game very easily. Um, but you just you learn how to fight them well is how you get better. Um, yeah. So I, I feel like it's kind of scratching a very similar itch for a lot of people to the Souls series. Yeah. And there's yeah, so much interesting. Yeah. People were finding secrets in Spelunky like so many years after it was out. Like that's why mm-hmm. I'm really excited to watch how the community like responds and like learns things. Like I know people are already talking about weird shit around some of the newer items. Um, like how obviously Josh, the ghosts are back and there's like a curse jar that will instantly spawn a ghost. But I saw people posting on like a Reddit thread saying that you can throw the curse jars at enemies to curse them. Huh. I'm not sure how that like it, I want to try it because I'm curious. Like, what does that mean? Does that make the ghosts follow the enemy instead of you? Or hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. Like, I really like that stuff. I've actually I've been enjoying a lot of that in BPM because like they have item descriptions whenever you pick up a new thing, but a lot of the descriptions are super vague. Um, 
to the point where there's a hat that gives you mind flay. And I've used it a bunch. I have no idea what the fuck mind flay does. <laughs> it so has the, like yeah, a little aura yeah. around my feet whenever I'm wearing it that I can see, but I don't know what it does. And so a lot of the times the items, you just tell you, me more about you, mind flayers. You mess around and try to figure out how stuff works. Um, Speaking of PS now, I just saw that after the show, our shows later, that Spelunky one is on PS now. So I can play that because I have. Mm-hmm. I would recommend just getting into two at this point. Well, I I don't want to get really into it. I just want to like taste it. I just yeah, want to see. I think what that'd it's be about. fine because like the muscle memory just is going to help you a little taste. bit and kind of the early hours. Yeah, yeah. Also, we're like noting the first world. I think would be I did, super helpful. I didn't know this about uh, Spelunky Two. Spelunky Two takes place on the moon. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh I didn't gosh. realize that was the through line of it, that uh, the character from Spelunky 1 apparently had been seeing Olmec's face in the moon and was inspired to build a rocket and upon arriving on the moon discovers another temple. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see if like the charm of the game connects, because that's a big thing with games, you never know. Is the charm going to work with you? Because like... Oh, also, when I saw one the, of the cover uh, and stuff, I was like, man, what is this? One know. of the four playable characters at the start of uh, Spelunky 2 is a sloth with a pompadour. Oh, fuck yeah. Well, there you go. Um, okay, cool. We'll check back on that later when, when we have more, both of us and we have more time to, to play as a group. I think it'll be a fun one to talk about because um, that Spelunky 2 is hot right now. Real quick before we take break I, and... Um, when we come back from break, I'll let you guys wax and wane on Moon for 10 or 15 minutes while I put my kid to bed because Moon is a very interesting RPG story. Um, I did, we, teased, we teased this at the beginning, Rich. You and I had slightly... Uh, <laughs> you, and, you and I had slightly different uh, takes on the Kings of Amalur re-reckoning, remaster. We did get a PC code for Rich as well so, so we could talk about it a bit. Um, course we have the podcast that we did and maybe it'll be a feature on the site uh a feature on the site in the future we'll see but um so yeah so you were not quite as high on or on what they do as the remaster as as i think that game's still fine i just i don't feel like a whole lot was done here is kind of my takeaway like it's still kind it feels like a game from 2012 and not it's not necessarily a bad game i don't think any of the updates to the visuals are wowing me. I also think that's by the nature of it being like comparing it to the PC version uh, at the time. Even it, it's probably did you originally play the PC version? No, but like having a baseline of what I'd expect a game from this era to look like on PC, mm-hmm. it's not really knocking my socks off. Okay. Uh, I, I I think it's still fine. I just I don't. I don't feel like a whole lot of work has been done under the hood in ways that are noticeable to me. Mm-hmm. Um, we were joking about at the beginning of the show uh, that, you know, we sort of made the comparison to at the time, it was sort of a throwback to like those early God of war games, but you said you were not, a, you don't think those are really God of war games. Have held they up. don't, the, the combat is just spammy nonsense. Like it's, it's almost cathartic in a sense if you want to get some frustration out really quick, but it doesn't feel like uh, very smart or nuanced combat. I can yeah. hit triangle. I can hit square. 
Yeah, you learn the two combos, and you uh, you keep doing that for the rest of the game. Roll long, you do that for twelve hours. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, it's interesting. It's interesting. I um uh, to to keep it to Amalur though, and I said this to you last night when we were talking. My main hope is like, I hope this does well because more so than this, I'm interested in another Amalur game happening. Like mm-hmm. a more modern Amalur game is the thing that's more intriguing to me than this. I, I still think there's a draw for maybe people who never played it because the the story and the world and everything are, are interesting and maybe maybe people will not be as high. I on do the think combat. the world is enough, especially if you've never, if you're into RPGs and you're willing to go in going like this is a game from 2012 and you're interested in that fantasy world and like it's still a really good world. That stuff's still really put together and that that has aged just fine. Yeah. I think the irony, and I see where you're coming from, and I think that's I think that's totally fair. I mean, um, you're probably about where the the majority of the reviews are. I think for me, the just the weird thing about it, maybe it was personal, and I talked about this on that show, is whenever I finished the original game, I remember telling um, a good friend of mine at the time, I was like, you know, I w- I would want to play this game again, but it's just too easy, and I feel like the loot isn't particularly balanced the way I wanted to play it again, and. Um, Obviously, it's going to look a little dated. So, just weirdly enough, them balancing some of the loot under the under the hood is something that I I have genuinely noticed. Um, but you're right. I don't think a casual person. And look, if you're playing the game on normal, it's nice to think that maybe those things have, are creating a more balanced experience. Um, and maybe I've maybe it's appealing to that hardcore person like myself like if you think about what they did very my like balancing under the hood things like the the how the loot works is not something you're going to sell many people on right uh that are not me and then you have this you get this nice collector's edition with this fancy statue that's going to appeal to people that just are already obsessed with the game and then they just increase the fidelity of the visuals which i really appreciate because you're letting that world breathe but again there's not like a whole fancy coat of paint there so um it seems like maybe there people like myself are are pleased enough with it um what why don't you what's your why don't you like loot i don't think everything needs loot uh i it's fucking overwhelming sometimes um well i mean this was back in 2012 when it was more novel you know but it's 2020 right now um that's not the game's fault well whose fault is it um take the loot out (laughs) Oh no, no! I'm not saying this game should take the loot out. I just like loot's no, never sell. It, it really should have fixed 2020 for us. It really should have. Yeah. Um, <laughs> loot can, in my opinion, loot can more easily. It rarely makes something better. It often succeeds in making something more tedious than it needs to be. Hmm. When loot's I... dropping every 12 seconds, and I feel like I'm in an equipment menu every 12 seconds, like, come on, just let me play the game. See, I I strongly disagree with that because I enjoy spending the time in the menu and the game. I to me, it's like a break. What I usually do is I will like grab a bunch of loot and then like every fifteen minutes or so, I'll kind of stop and dig through it and be like, "Ooh, look at this! Look at that!" I like that sort of sitting in a menu, kind of organizing my stuff. I I enjoy that. It's like in Diablo when you like find a bunch of new stuff and you're like, "Hmm, but this." makes this go up but this makes this go down oh maybe i should put you kind of get in the min maxing you know what i mean yeah but sometimes that experience is arbitrary and like when there's too much loot i'm not saying that's necessarily the case with amalur by the way it's just more of a discussion of loot in general like 
I guess I'm trying to think of the last loot game I played in a modern sense. Maybe Borderlands 3. Yeah, um, uh, which sucked, so. Wow. I, I played about 20 minutes of Borderlands 3 and was like, oh, why did I spend money Even on Even Josh liked Borderlands 3, and we never agree on I fucking hated it. <laughs> what? what? It was good, well, maybe... but the, the loot has always been hey, bad the... in those games. It's been, like... The loot is the reason you play. Mm. No, God, I can't. You're not think playing it's... for the sense of humor. <laughs> I can't. Uh, the, the humor is what made it impossible. The loot was bad, and the sense of humor made it impossible to play. Well, the shooting in Borderlands is not particularly great. So if you're not there for the story or the, the loot, shooting is always me good. telling you it's. The shooting has been fine. It's just you're you're using these completely random guns, and half of them are garbage. Wow, I, we're all over the place on this yeah. one. Uh, I went back to Destiny 2 at the time of Borderlands 3 launch and was like, there wow, you this go. is so much better. Yeah. See, that's <laughs> the not, weird well, thing. Not, the the loot in Destiny, Destiny also kind of sucks, but for the opposite reason, it's because they have a bunch of guns that are all basically identical, so they actually it, um, all work, instead of it, a bunch of guns that are all different, so most of them don't work. It's almost funny. Destiny almost has the same problem that Avengers had for me with loot, is it's one of those games where, almost like... cosmetic. The loot doesn't matter eh. until you've like maxed your level out. Mm-hmm. Well, until you're yeah, like looking for equipment design. to keep, it's arbitrary and like a just a gigantic time waster. See, I, I don't. Yeah, I just don't feel that way. I mean, hey, yeah. maybe loot's just not your bag, man. But like, I so when I'm playing a game like that, I will. I don't know, man. I like Diablo. When. Every I really enjoy like in the feeling of those games like having like even if it's changing like the weapon I use or my character's appearance like it gives me some diversity to it makes me feel like my character's progressing at a nice rate. I don't uh, think they... it's ever wrong. It just more often than not games have a tendency to make it overwhelming. Like I don't need to be picking up a new piece of equipment every twelve seconds. Well, yeah, but you're in control of when. It depends on how the game does it. I mean, I'm trying to think of a really particularly offensive version of that, like but Borderlands Three. Um, and it, it can be a lot. Yes, I agree. But, um, I guess you get, to, what you do is you learn in these games. For example, in Amalur, they have this nice, like, uh, thing where you can just, ease, well, it was just really revolutionary at the time, Rich, which people don't remember, and I forgot to mention this on the review show, was that just, there was a junk button in that game that was a, a really cool thing yeah, in 2012. Um, it really wasn't play, if he had played any PC game. Um, and I hadn't. So you could just throw all the excess crap you had into like a junk pile. And then when you got to a vendor, you could just sell it. But the cool thing is if you, if you're looking in a, if you go to a chest and you see a white sword, you're like, okay, well, I don't need to waste my time with that. I'm not going to pick it up. Or, but if you see something that looks decent, you can just press the compare button and it'll Mm -hmm. give you a quick comparison. Occasionally you've got to watch out for that. I remember, uh, in wow, one time they released a, a white sword that, uh, Everyone was just like, oh, this is nothing until somebody noticed that it didn't have a level requirement on it. So it was like a white sword from near end game that you could give to your, your low level characters and have yeah. just dis- disgusting stats. That's funny. I think it just depends on how they have it. Like, I personally, look, I, I get a little defensive just because I love loot games. I haven't loved a loot game that much recently. I mean, I enjoyed Borderlands 3, and I love Destiny 2, but that was years ago. Nowadays, and I, I didn't get into the Assassin's Creed. I know they do loot now. So I don't... And, and the mobile genre is just oversaturated with it, and they just exploit it, which is gross. But um, I don't really play that... There hasn't been a lot of modern loot games that have stuck out to me, so maybe it's more of a breath of fresh air for me than... Than someone who's more burnt out on loot is the the least 
fresh breath of air available in the year 2020. What was the last loot game you played? Would you say before Amon? Of Avengers, uh, Assassin's Creed. Uh, okay, but, yeah, well, Avengers just dropped at the same time, but let's say before before Avengers, Assassin's Creed. Uh, or me... Odyssey. Yes. Um, Wasn't there two? The, no, there's definitely more than that though. Like I can't think. Like Borderlands Three, obviously. Uh, oh, granted, I didn't put a ton of time into that because it sucked. Uh, I, I, I just think I don't think there's as many. There's a uh, lot of I, loot games. But I I think that the loot the one issue I have with the loot anomaly, unfortunately, is that they're it's not a huge deal, but there's still sometimes like you'll see some repetition in weapon skins. So like you'll find a new sword later on. You're like, Oh, this sword looks just like the sword I had her. And that stuff is a yeah. bit of a bummer, but there's a de- That was the one thing about the original game that bugged me was just hope wanting to see more of a- like, if you think a lot of these games, it's kind of like oblivion is great, but Morrowind was not. So you, the it, one it, you thing should, about the original time, game though. that bugged me was that you can't play as a gnome. Oh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, that is a crime. No, it wouldn't it's be a- fair. You'd just be too short. Nothing could hit you. Um, it wouldn't work. For if only combat. games had figured out a way around that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that would have broke the whole combat system, Rich. You can't, you can't be a gnome. Uh, but I, but one thing I've noticed about the game that I really like, although ironically they've tailored more of the loot around the way you're leveling your character, so there's mm-hmm. a little bit less of this because the game is actually balanced better. But one of the things I like about Omler is if you're in a if you're in a dungeon and you pull out, let's say you're using swords and you find like a rare sh- chakram or something, right, or a completely different weapon, and you start using that, it has such a different feel to it that it can kind of change up the combat when it starts to get repetitive, which I like. As whereas like Diablo, I love Diablo too, but you're generally just kind of clicking on a mouse wheel, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So um, I, I more, do like that sort of more thing passive experience. I think it's it's yeah yeah. I think they handle the loot well, uh, but again, it's not 2012 anymore. But I still feel like they handle it well enough. Um, yeah, it was good enough. I mean, it felt basically like an MMO at the time, which is kind of what they were going for, and it was fine for that compared to everything else at the time. Yeah, yeah. It was a, The MMOs were still hot at the time. WoW was still hot at the time. There's still a quest in this game where you're like, go kill 10 spiders and get spider guts, which mm-hmm. is very MMO-y. I love spider um, guts. Which is kind oh, of so, a, like, you, you were talking about, like, those tasks were designation of mission. Like, those are just MMO missions. Like, they're mm-hmm. clearly gearing up for the fact that they were going to make yeah, an Amalur MMO well, in which I would have been a gnome. That was a that was a different <laughs> right? that was a different thing. Copernicus or whatever. I actually talked to uh this interview will be up too by the time you hear this on In the Blood, but I talked to Grant Kirkhope recently and he was telling me because he was the composer for Amalur as well, as Banjo Kazooie and a bunch of other classic games. So that's what made me really want to reach out to him because the Amalur soundtrack is so different. And he talks about like what inspired it. Like if you hear Banjo Kazooie and then listen to Amalur, you're like, holy shit, this doesn't well, sound like the same person. Two very different things tonally. Um, as yeah, much as I'd love it, to play through all of Amalur with Banjo Kazooie's soundtrack, he he told me this cool thing about how Todd McFarlane was so such a brilliant person with the art. Like you'd have these brilliant people working on the art in the game, and he would notice like the smallest things, and he'd be like, "Look, this is amazing." But like this, if to have this look more like what we're looking for, we're gonna do. He was like such a savant when it comes to that. Like the actual world, he was orchestrating like even how that looked. Um, it just there's some cool stuff you'll get in that interview if you go search for in the blood as well. But anyways, Rich, I think I do think there's value to what you're saying for sure. I hope I do think that the for new people there hopefully there's enough there, and, and it sells well enough to get the sequel. But for me, 
I have noticed the balancing, and I do think the game does look nice with the new fidelity changes. I don't um, think it looks bad. I just don't think it looks like that much noticeably better to me. Like it, it's important ooh. to make that distinction. You should have played it on the 360. If you try to play that thing on the 360 now, I'm telling you. you well, I would have, but I didn't want to. Did you like, pull up 360 to look? I didn't want to upset uh, the state of Rhode not, Island. Not very recently, but recent-ish. Like, mm. let's say within a few years. It's not like I pulled it out. And I'll tell you that I was like, you know what? The art is in this game is great, but it definitely looked r- rougher. You know? just I'm not saying it's the most impressive thing in the world, but it's just nice to let that art style breathe a little bit. Um. But yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, look, there's going to be people like, uh, I think it's probably somewhere in between me and Rich for more of a casual um, Amalur, but I think they did just enough to get to get me back into it. But I did take a break for Mortal Shell and all these and other I'm, games. And I'm still going to keep going through it. I'm not, I'm not tossing it to the curb. I'm still like, I don't think I beat the game at the time, and I yeah, would I, like to see it through. And I would say if, you're, if you, if maybe you're using a particular weapon type that's not completely like you know, blowing your mind. There are, you know, maybe Using switch it daggers. Up. Oh yeah. That's not the good. Uh, well, that's not true. I'm not going to say it's not the good way to go. Cause you never know what you're into, but like there's some really fun combinations with, um, some of the ranged weapon or ranged weapons. And, and I don't know, just experiment. That's all I'm saying. Experiment. Fade blades are really cool too. Those, um, Oh, those that's really, what I'm using rather. Fade blades. Those, they're not super fun, but they look really badass. Those fade blades look really cool. Uh, Anyways, uh, thank you again to Evolve and THQ Nordic for that code. We'll have some more continuing content on that as well. Let's take a quick break, and then I want you guys to come back and talk about the long-lost JRPG from the PlayStation 1 era, Moon. We'll be right back. What is up, Chomp Nation? This is Morgan here, also known as General Mountain Time. And look, I want to tell you today about our Patreon. That's right, Chomp Nation is growing every day. And if you enjoy what we do, whether it's the Chompcast, our social media, our YouTube channel, Twitter, anything we're doing out there, you can support us. And for just a couple bucks, you can help keep us alive. And honestly, our patrons have basically become family and i want to go over a couple of the cool tiers we have if you want to support us and if you don't that's fine too we're just happy that you download and check out the podcast um our biggest and most popular tier we have is just five dollars five bucks you get access to early spoiler casts that's right chopping after dark you get those several weeks early and you get access to our top secret vip instagram that's right on the podcast you might hear me say hey do you want to be a vip member of the chomp cast and you say i sure do i sure do well guess what boom that five dollar tier makes you a vip member you get access to this secret instagram page that has top secret videos and pictures and polls that only vip members get and those polls and those feedback questions that we get if it's a question of the week for example are read on the show we make you a part of what we do um so go to patreon.com slash sword chomp you can look for our five dollar tier which is probably our most popular and then from there it escalates we have a ten dollar tier a twenty dollar tier for skypes there's a lot of great things but just head on over to patreon.com slash sword chomp check it out and if you want to support us it would mean the world to me rich josh and shay and everyone else out there in chomp nation so next time, General Mountain Time salutes you.
And we're back. Morgan is gone. I am seizing control of the Chomp cast. Uh, Morgan had to see a man about a horse. So we are going to talk about a game by we, of course, I mean myself and Josh. We're here to talk about Moon Remix, a JRPG adventure. I believe we're both playing the Switch version. I don't think the... Uh, I don't think the the PlayStation version came out in the U.S. Or I might be mistaken about that. Um, I am currently playing, yeah, the Switch version. Okay, um, yeah, that's what I thought. Um, so for anyone who's yeah, it sounds yeah, right. it's it sounds a, right it, it's yeah, definitely it right. Yeah, it, it got that release in Japan, but uh, for anyone who's unfamiliar, Moon is a a game that came out in 1997 for the PlayStation 1. It's an interesting case because it was heavily publicized at E3 that year, and then sort of towards the end of its development cycle, they decided it wasn't going to release in Western markets. But it's finally been translated. You can play it on your Switch. And I think it's really fucking cool. Uh, I think we're both almost done, or... I'm uh, done. I don't know. I have finished You're done. Game. Okay, so I'm almost done. You're done. Um, it is a sort of, in 97, this would have been more novel is the thing, this sort of like Mm -hmm. satirical deconstruction of what an RPG is. It's interesting to play now because I think it really shows how it influenced things like Undertale, uh, going forward. But uh, Josh, if you want to give like a quick setup of what exactly Moon is. Yeah, Moon is... Uh, they call it an RPG deconstruction, but it plays more like an adventure game. Um, yeah, kind of yeah, totally. Um, you know, talking to the right people, figuring out puzzles and stuff. It, it totally it, uh, is a satire of JRPGs. Yes, it's all the all the narrative content is based around. Well, I mean, I s- sort of. I mean, a lot of it is kind of the world is. JRPGs, but a lot of the message of it, a lot of the like the the narrative beats are kind of more around just games as a whole, almost. Yeah. Um. I'm trying. Um. Oddly enough, a lot of the stuff so- it's doing is is very very similar to like Majora's Mask. Um. Where about learning people's schedules? Yeah, and, learning people's schedules and trying to be somewhere at the right time, right time to make a thing happen. Yeah, um, because uh, a, a lot of what the story centers around is you play as a young boy who, at the beginning of the game, you're playing through like an atypical like Dragon Quest X or Final Fantasy esque RPG, um, on his game station, and eventually, like basically, it just keeps jumping around. I really like the presentation of that. How you go through like these different loads, yeah, all the different, these different save, save files, lo- yeah, to show like how far he gets, and then you're fighting the last boss, and then basically your mom tells you it's time to go to bed, uh, and then in the middle of the night, the game station turns on, and the kid ends up getting sucked in, and he starts cosplaying as an old woman's dead grandson. Uh, and it's, it, from there, it, it's sort of interesting, because it's, it's sort of the world you saw in that game you were playing, but, like, more stylized, I want to say, is the same character designer as Super Mario RPG, um, so it's got that, like, super Japanese 
flair to it. I love the look yeah. of the characters. It's the game. Part of it, part of the art style, I think, is because of the limitations at the time. Um, but even but it holds up really well. Is that like it's still it's so stylized? I think it yeah. still looks great. It's, today. Well, it's it's interesting because it seems it, again it it, it it's held up well because it seems like most of it's intentional. A few things here and there seem like they're probably just lower poly models than they really wanted. But for the most part, like it seems like it's all intentional because they a lot of the characters are like these hand drawn cartoon looking things. Yeah, and then a lot of them are more obviously pixel art like this thing was designed specifically pixel by pixel to look this way like like everything else at the time like specifically just like every other you know rpg hero or whatever um and then alongside of all that you also have a bunch of claymation uh for the figures monsters for all the monsters and a few of the other characters uh, basically, anyone from the moon um, is yeah. made out of claymation um, and then scanned into the game. Um, and it leads to this art style that is just all over the place, but somehow consistent throughout. Yeah. Um, which, I, not just the art style, but like just the, the style in general. Um, you even get, you, you get that with the music, which is also all over the place. You've got a bunch of hip hop type stuff and a bunch of random pop music and blues and shamisen music and uh but somehow it all really vibes it does um this game does an interesting thing where there is no background music you get different CDs essentially that you can then put mm. into your um playlist uh to pick what the music is which um kind of lets you tailor what you want this weird soundtrack to be but it all what it you all want the world works. to sound like yeah yeah um and I, I mentioned this before when i was talking about how a lot of games this year this one's not from this year but it finally got a re-release this year are about waiting and and this one is a lot of the time i'll be like okay i need to beat this guy here on this one day which means going somewhere and sitting for 10 15 minutes waiting Just for somebody out, to show yeah. up listening to the uh, to the music that I've picked it, out to listen to while I Yeah, do that. that's that's the thing and like once you like start to learn the world and expand out it becomes a bit more but like that initial town like the castle town like I know everybody's scheduled to a tea there now. Mm-hmm. I know who's at the bar and on what night and yeah. um the main crux of what you're trying to do in Moon is you're trying to build, you're trying to gain love. Um, you get love for performing tasks like um, Josh mentioned the monsters and them being made of clay. You can find the corpses of the monster the proper hero has slain and you can catch their souls and return them to their bodies and you get love for that. Performing tasks for people in town you get love for and when you go to sleep um basically all that love's accumulated and you raise your love level which essentially just changes how long you can stay up for without falling unconscious mm-hmm. um yeah uh, not just not just falling asleep but getting essentially a game over where you lose all your progress because this isn't yeah an old game where if you if you manage to fall asleep anywhere other than your bed you just you've lost all the progress 
that you've made for that uh, mm. for that time, which is a big big constraint at the beginning, and then by the end, it basically doesn't matter at all. You can only stay up for like twelve hours at the beginning, but once you really start rolling with it, like once you're a few hours in, you can stay up for a few days at a time, like. Yeah, I I remember the well, yeah, big one like from... near, near the end because I'd been like I'd, I mentioned to you like I sent you a screenshot earlier this week of of me having found all the monsters. Yeah, um, I can stay up for a solid week. Yes, but, well, that's the thing. I think I knew where I hit uh, the my strive was where I could stay up for six days because I was able to do that uh, thing where Yoshida takes you on that vacation. Yeah, and you have to literally stay up for days while he flies to this island. Yeah. There, yeah there there's but, so much interesting stuff in this game that i i don't want to get into spoilers too much even yeah, though it's super old but like neither do i and i think we might i definitely ran it by shay i think you and i might do a spoiler cast for this mm -hmm. but i might structure it very differently where we kind of run through the what i'd like to do is run through the main through line and mm -hmm. then each of us bring our some of our favorites of the smaller stories uh yeah like one for me, I, I'll say what it is because I don't think it spoils it until you get into it. The bread man. Oh my god! Uh, the it's bread. So the weird. baker is probably my. I don't know about my favorite character because there's so many. They're so good, but that. It's like weird existential body horror. It yes. Oh my yeah! The baker is amazing, just amazing. Um, the the guards at the castle both have really great uh stories like. I, I think that's one of the most you can get like six love for a very specific event with one of those guards. Yeah. Yeah. That is just kind of amazing. Yeah. Um, we're, we're talking about all the good stuff. There are a few things like I tried to play through without a guide, which I said in the late hours would be near him. Like I said, su I suggest except for one thing. And I'm just going to tell you right now because it's not even a spoiler. There's nothing to suggest you do this. Um, and it's early on. It's early. Well, it was the last thing I did. That's for crazy. me. I literally found everything else I needed to do. And found this at the very, very end and then just knocked out the entire rest of the game. Um, but. Show the king's card to Yoshida. Like just don't don't miss that one. Like you can you eventually get business cards from all the uh, all the different citizens in town around the castle that you can show to each other to like get a different inf you know a bunch of information. Like what do you think of this character? Kind of um, just to um, it, it's very much like an adventure game. Like um, oddly enough, like more recent adventure games where like a lot of the older ones weren't like this but a lot a lot of the more recent ones were just like hey i'm, I'm gonna show you this item what do you think of this um and oddly enough it was a little ahead of its time as far as just show someone an item as a as a mechanic um but you can show them business cards to get some you know basically to ask about somebody else um i did not think of yoshida as someone to even show business cards to because he seems he's a bird he, he, like all the other townspeople, I kind of assumed, oh, of course you'll have a business card. And for whatever reason, my mind just did not even consider that as a possibility. Like consider asking him that. Yeah. Consider showing Yoshida the business cards to, uh, to, uh, you know, to get one from him. But that that one item there is part of the main 
story sequence and uh, that's basically what kicks off the larger part of the main yeah story. that's yeah exactly the most of it most of it um and if you miss that you can still go on and do a bunch of the other stuff but then you're but finding you're just it... doing all of the ancillary stuff like and you do yeah. have to do a, a significant amount of that stuff to have enough of just a have enough meter love. to really do the story to get mm-hmm. you, you know it's funny i think it took me a very long time to get out of the main town hmm because in one of my favorite jokes of like, there's a boulder blocking your path <laughs> and you just kind of, yeah. the boulder is sentient. You just stare at it until it gets uncomfortable and moves. Yeah. Yeah. The boulders do not, they're, they're very socially awkward. And so if, if you it's sit a by a joke. boulder for a long it'll eventually time, turn red for it'll, it'll get uncomfortable and then move. Um, <laughs> Which is a great bit. It's really funny, but yeah you don't have enough time to even you don't think about sitting somewhere it's one of those things kind of like i was saying a lot of the game is built around waiting it's it's the idea of going somewhere and just kind of being there being so you're ready for something and then when it happens the game gives you like those nice like in-betweens like i imagine so you could like minimize it as far as how much love you need to like once you're out of that main town, eventually, like, you've been staying at your grandma's house and you get your own place just so you have another mm-hmm. place to sleep at night, which, by the way, is a great, uh, I believe that's the guy who follows his dream to be a signpost. So he <laughs> he gives oh you goodness. his house. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, that game is charming as fucking hell. <laughs> it's yeah, it's so good. Like, and again, that. that it's not even really a spoiler because it's not anything with the main thing. It's just that was like the one piece of completely missable. No one tells you anything about it. Main quest and line, which like the third thing you have to do. It's the last thing you have to do in the main town to make the main story move out of that town. Yeah. It's uh, also it's, it's the... strange that nobody mentioned it to you. I mean. The king's explicitly tells you when he gives you show his it card, to everyone, show it to everybody. But for whatever reason, my brain did not process the bird in town as part of everyone. You know, what's funny is I, I think I said this to you, too. Like he was the first person I showed it to because yeah. Yoshida may be a bird, but he's like your main receptacle for information. Yeah, he kind of t- he gives you a bunch of information about the town when you first show up. Um, Interesting fact, I didn't realize Yoshida was a bird at first. <laughs> because I was pl- started the game late at night, and he happened to be standing so close to the old man in the corner of the town oh, square you you were to the that I man. thought I was talking to the old man. Oh, that's funny. And then I went up to him later, and he was like, give me some of your shit! <laughs> <laughs> because that's the extent of his dialogue. <laughs> mm-hmm. Actually, there's, there's some fun stuff with him later on. Oh, um, I'm sure. Kind of optional stuff, but uh, anyway, yeah. Moon is really, I think it's twenty bucks. Uh, it's on, sounds right. Yeah, it's on Switch. Especially if you have any reverence for like '90s PlayStation One RPGs, it really does feel like a super. It, it's it's neat because I really do think this is the sort of thing where things like Undertale, yeah, like just games like that wouldn't have happened without this. And it's yeah. it's a it, it was so it would have been so new. I almost sort of get the hesitation of Sony not thinking that uh, consumers in the U.S. in 1997 would be ready for this. I don't even know what I would have thought of it in 1997. Mm-hmm. In 2020, I think it's amazing. I think it holds up really well. Yeah, a deconstruction of a JRPG was a hard sell in 97. So 
I, Certain JRPGs were a hard sell in 1997. Yeah, just, yeah, JRPGs as a whole were already a hard sell. So, like, now you want to get satirical about them? Yeah, like, I, I understand why they didn't do it, but it's also kind of a shame because it is just outstanding. Um, and you can, like you said, you can, you can see influence that this game has had on a ton of stuff that's come out since then as far as, like, not, not taking genre conventions without thinking um yeah just being like this is weird and we should draw attention to the fact mm -hmm. that this is weird yeah and uh it, yeah I, I i i'm super excited that we can finally get it without trying to play through it with a uh a translation guide um, oh yeah also the manual was scanned by the developers mm -hmm. and put online i recommend looking at that because once you understand how that meter works uh, for how long you can stay up, it's not immediately clear. Like I, I feel, feel like, like it did a decent enough job in game. Um, there are a couple things that I think I don't think it's necessary. Um, it was helpful. I kept it open because it had a chart of the days of the week in there. Um, but it's oddly enough. Even with that, I had to start taking notes, and I feel like without it, I just would have probably made my chart of the days of the week, and, and most of the stuff would have eventually happened. Uh, reading that manual beforehand will stop you. Well, not stop you, but it'll at least alert you to the fact that you will just get a game over that first time if you're not paying attention. Um, so it'll, it'll, it'll save you one death. Um, but I, I don't feel like it's a ton of hidden information in there that's like, you know, it's not necessary. I think you can get through it. It's just, it's gonna, it's, it's a but, really yeah. nice on-ramp. It's not insurmountable, but the help is welcome. Yes. Cool. Well, thank you for guys for the very intense rundown of Moon. We're going to take a very, very quick break and then be back with all the fun, crazy polls you voted on. Who the hell the are you? Are we taking voice. a quick break? I've only got three ads, and we've already had three breaks. We've only had two breaks. That was our third. Isn't it? No, no. I don't think so. Pretty sure that was our third. No, it's not. Just Yeah, just two, I think. There was the one from my kid, and so when, the one so when it's the our third, So when it's our fourth break, I'm going to uh, find a bunch when of voicemails from somebody to play during our break. When it's a fourth break, uh, it's not. It's not the fourth break, Josh. Not. I promise. I uh, promise. When it's I a fourth it break, I'll record something special for you, Josh. Uh huh. Yeah, just get a bunch of creepy sounds. I'll just do some ASMR. Mm. It's like, hey guys, it's Rich. Turns out there was a fourth break. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like fourth meal. All right, we really got diverted here. We'll be back from our third break shortly, or fourth. What about second breakfast? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this commercial is brought to you by Chomping After Dark, our brand new podcast where we deep dive on video games, talking about the story in full detail. That's right. But we don't just talk about games. We've also talked about many wonderful movies. We talk about things from AAA titles to indie darlings to movies that just plain made us laugh. Yes, we are still waiting for the cat's butthole cut. If you want to check it out, 
please head over to swordchomp.com or any of the major podcast apps where you listen to podcasts. And if you feel like, dang, I just want to get this podcast two weeks early, head over to patreon.com slash swordchomp where you can get access to Chomping After Dark two weeks early. Thank you for sticking with us. We got the polls to run down the podcast. Uh, now, these polls, if you're new to the show, every Tuesday on the Sword Chomp Instagram page, we have a bunch of fun polls to vote on. This week was mostly just silly stuff and then like one major question. And we just kind of like to have fun wind down the show. Um, but this is an interesting topic of discussion I thought that you guys would enjoy. Again, you can go follow us on the at Swordchomp Instagram page, and don't forget polls every Tuesday. We talk about them on the show. Don't tell me what um, not to forget. Don't forget, or else Rich will be really pissed off. Mom's spaghetti. <laughs> um, all right, so see, I did not take the bait. I wanted to. There's so many dumb things I could have said. I didn't take the bait. There are always so many dumb things you could have said. <laughs> Ah, so you took my bait. <laughs> usually, what we're usually what we're concerned about are the dumb things you have said. Um, look, what's uh, across the multiverse? A Morgan uh, makes a bad choice, <laughs> right? A multiverse of bad uh, choices. Like statistically, first... we're probably not in the darkest timelines of we, stuff yeah, Morgan no. has said on the podcast. We can't do that community episode with the dice roll because there'd just be too many universes. Mm-hmm. This is the most amazing. I always love a good 50-50 split because they rarely happen. And just like even a 51% split is pretty rare. But this is a perfect 50-50 split when the polls closed. And the question was, are you ready to head back to the theater for Wonder Woman and Dune in December? Because I realized that suddenly all these movies are starting to come back to the theater. Um, I'm, I'm... I'm so excited for Dune. I have trouble putting that in the words. Like, the trailer rattled my G-spot. Isn't this um, movie only, like, the first half of the first book? I I don't know, and I don't care. <laughs> no, I'm pretty I'm, I'm pretty sure that's what they've said, which I think is I think, awesome. I think they're trying because... to make it in a... I, that sounds right, from what they showed in the trailer, even, but... It, it makes sense, because the first one was already, like, what, 37 hours long, and you know, simplified yeah. a ton of stuff to try to make it fit. I think now is the time for Dune and like with how like franchisey shit gets, if it does well enough, like we could be strapped in for a couple of goddamn years of Dune movies and people yeah. playing their own clones. Um I am not ready to go back to the theater. <laughs> yeah. No. Not Just really. let me watch Dune in my house. I'll give you $25 or whatever. It's not getting a digital release either, right? It's just... Oh, that's what they say now. A lot can fucking change when mm. the world is still exactly the same in a few months. I yeah. guarantee yeah. you I'll be able to get I it mean, on Prime. I mean, not that we need more reasons at this point, but fucking Tenet was kind of the last straw as far as, like, are you fucking serious, dude? Just give us, Just give us a digital release of this thing. I, yeah. I wish they would. I mean, that would be cool to watch Dune from from the comfort of my home. But um, if if it is not available, then I will be grabbing my hand hand sanitizer and my face mask, and I will I be... will be looking into 
what sort of like distancing precautions theaters are taking yeah. because I feel yeah. like there is a scenario where I would be comfortable enough, but I need to know what the fucking yeah. deal is. If they're, like, Odd, oddly off enough, seats and stuff. The theater near here is was built way too large for the population that we have. Oh, really? So, a it's a super nice theater with like the you know the giant leather reclining seats. Yeah. And then they made it too large for the actual population we have around here. So I've never been in there and shared a row with anyone else. Um, That's kind of why. Like, that's the thing. Most of the theaters in New York at this point are all those, like, couch setup ones. So mm. I feel like if, if they restrict it to, like, every other seat and you need to have a mask, I'd be fine with that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, either that or I would just get on a train and go to Brooklyn and see it at the Alamo Draft House where, like, you could do, like, dinner theater, and it's, like, so separate anyway. Yeah, dinner theater, yeah, that's true. I if Yeah, obviously there has to be good precautions in place. I think it's a good time for Dune because a lot of people don't know anything about Dune. They just know, hey, this guy made... And when they learn it, it they'll be very confused as well. Yeah, I don't think anyone knows anything about Dune. I think a lot of people are fans of the original, or eh, very few are fans of the original, but a lot of them are fans of the books. Let me talk to you guys about Spice. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, yeah, I don't, I think that the, this is a good context for just be the, just the cast and the director and the look of the thing has me sold. Who knows? You know, that's, you don't know if it's going to be great or not, but they, they've, they've sold me on everything. Yeah, no, forward. it's, it's hard to not want more of that when they're putting Pink Floyd in the trailers. Yeah, yeah, no. yeah I saw that. Yeah. Also, it, so it'll good. be fun. I'm going to remember uh, the parts in the movie really well, because whatever's covered in this movie, like once every few years, I try and reread Dune and get about as far as probably this movie goes. <laughs> yeah, dude, I the first I to be honest with you, I tried to read Dune once. It was a long time it ago. It's dense. And I, and I bailed. It's so yeah. good. It's so good. But it's dense. There's so much information. Well, if it was so good. Wouldn't you have finished it? It's, I've read it before, I have finished it. I say I tried to reread it every couple of years, oh, and it's just okay, a lot. okay, okay. Well, that, that's fair, um, that's fair. I thought you were saying that, you just... You, you know what else I constantly bail on? That makes me think, times. I don't think I've gone don't through Lord of the Rings it. in over a just decade bloody, at this point. Yeah, man. Uh, the Dune tabletop game. <gasps> oh, Boy, nice. that's a lot of fucking, you want to learn about spice routes? No, I don't. <laughs> yeah, you oh, do? Javier Bardem is in here? Oh, man. Oh, my goodness. Isn't it super exciting that everybody in this movie is going to get to play like six different characters if they make the whole it, Dune chronology? Yeah. So good. So good. A new. Yeah, I, I cannot. And look, honestly, like I wouldn't go to the theater to see Wonder Woman, but I would love to watch that when it comes on on video. I think I really I, enjoyed the first Wonder Woman movie. As far as DC movies go, that was one of the what? ones that didn't suck. I'm confused with the, I mean, I love the idea of like a, a 80s sort of synth theme to this, but I don't get why that's happening. I don't know enough about. Because it Wonder takes World. place in the 80s? Yeah. Wait, when did the original Wonder Woman take place? Well, I mean, she's World, World War One demigod. Like, that's kind of her she whole d- thing. She doesn't age. That's the thing. Yeah. Morgan. So, there, well, so I'm saying, like, this is just like a lot of time has passed. Yeah. And she's, it's, it's between World War One and Captain America, yes. but he wasn't well, asleep for all of. <laughs> You know the interview. There's like a years. lot, of, yeah, a lot. Well, what I'm saying is like, what has she been doing? Like, why well, it's just weird. I don't know. What is, is she just hanging out? 
she has been running that art house like they said think of it this way when you are a demigod living that long you basically need to reinvent yourself every couple of years and i think my understanding get a new fake id yeah in, in this universe is she like sets up a new identity every so many years where she's just like her last identity's descendant Mm-hmm. Which seems like somebody would catch on to that eventually. You'd think, but then again. But apparently in this universe, based off the films I've seen, the first person to do that was Batman. Uh-huh. I will say I will say this, Gal Gadot, I'm not gonna be creepy. She is a yeah, perfect already human. Pretty she creepy. is a perfect human being. I have never seen a more perfect human specimen. She really. is a very beautiful lady. Anyways, our audience is split 50-50. Josh, you're going to love this because I know you're a huge Far Cry fan. Uh, (laughs) I would give my life for the handicapped sausage dog Chorizo from Far Cry 6. Now, if you haven't seen this, Josh, there is a... He's adorable. You saw that? Okay. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I would have probably... Pup is pretty great. Little... What is he? A dachshund? Yeah, dachshund. And he's like crippled so he's in like a wheel, like a little dog wheelchair Yeah, which is even better with, you know, the... Short little dachshund legs, which, yeah. Yeah, those sad, so yeah, the sad result of in Yeah. Um, <clears throat> well, aren't those, aren't dachshunds, like, they're cute. I love Literally them. Literally, like, all some... domesticated dogs are inbred are, to the point where yeah. they're yeah. fairly, very nearly non-viable. Well, but yeah, but if you look at how favorite is the uh, dogs are. My well, favorite that's, is the... That's fine, as far as... That goes. The legs are the least of their worries. They still have a normal skull and and nose. My favorite is them. the um the the pug cell where mm-hmm. it, like it, it's like okay, so what do you got going on here? Well, it can't breathe by design, but it's great for cleaning cannons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if anyone didn't know, that's what pugs were bred for, so they can turn uh, around once they get to the end <laughs> of the barrel. Yeah, exactly. They were bred to clean cannons, which is an insane idea, and it's the only reason anyone owns a pug. Mm-hmm. I like the idea that's why that cannon sales have can gone carry. up in recent years. <laughs> I like the idea that this yeah. dog can carry supplies and stuff. It sounds like a little adorable thing, but if, of course, if they try to kill this dog, then I will be heartbroken. And they wouldn't <sighs> kill him because there's so many cosmetic items tied to him. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, it's true. That's true. It's a uh, just financially, you just yeah. Can't no, do they can't that. take away your DLC. My understanding is he's basically your ghost. <laughs> Oh, DLC dog loading cart. Next poll. <laughs> I tried. Come on. 63% of our audience said yes, they would die for the sausage dog. And some people were laughing about that because they referred to it as a sausage dog. Um, but technically, if you go to Wikipedia, some people do refer to wiener dogs as sausage dogs. It's Who, a thing. What? Yeah, if you go to Wikipedia. Who was having refer- issue with Did these? Do these people just want to walk around being wrong all the time? Yeah, like it's it's a <laughs> wait, dachshund. Wait. Like that's the whole thing. They look like hot that's dogs. That's the joke. That's who's who's being and a f- hot dog resembles a sausage. You could see it. I mean, no, a hot chorizo. dog is a sausage. A sausage. Well, that's but chorizo. Oh you know, come on. Yes, and chorizo is also um, culture. Oh my god, what has happened? What has happened? I John? feel like Nick somebody Ball. getting offended has somehow completely derailed Morgan. Trying to understand the offense. No, I wasn't, of, I wasn't offended. No, no, no. I'm I not saying you were, but I think you were trying to somehow justify them being offended instead of... Yeah, anyway. that's right. That's yeah. right. I was. No, no. no I just no, no, I was trying to justify... Rich and I have, have the bravery required to just say that person's wrong. 
I I just what I did was I I looked it up and dismissed like, their argument out of hand. Not not all heroes wear capes. <laughs> there you go. See, this is why you know I've been reaching out to Activision trying to get codes. They really should be hooking us up because I just told our audience that there's a free Crash Bandicoot demo if you pre-order the game. And yeah, there's a free, free Crash Bandicoot yeah, demo free, as long free. as you pay yeah, for the game. Paid for the game. <laughs> 75% of our audience did not know that. You get to play part of the game as long as you pay for the game. 100% of our audience clap for Gal Gadot. Uh, let's see. <laughs> um, this was a mortal shell poll that I can't talk about. But we're going to talk about that podcast that we'll record next, but it'll be before this in the feed. Very confusing, time jumping. Will mm-hmm. we see an Amalur sequel? Our audience was split on that 50-50. And some people are still not convinced we will see it. 80% of our audience. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, I wish that the reviews were a little better for the remaster, but if it's, I think the big thing is just if whether it's worth the, the investment. Yeah. The, financially, has this sold enough for them to sort of take that plunge? My pitch for an Amalur sequel is an Amalur game where you play as an ogre and it is called Kingdoms of Amalur Shrekening. Mm. I will take my money now. Mm. Wow. On that note... Oh, so we're going to need the rights to Shrek. Yeah, I thought it would be more interesting to play as one of the elves where you just repeat the same life over and over and over over. again. I just want to be a gnome, man, like in everything. That's that's why you have this gnome. I'm learning a lot about you in this gnome fantasy that you have. Um, My classic WoW character, Gnome Regrets. Oh, yeah. Would you have sex with a hot gnome? Why does having like an affiliation with wanting to play as a certain race why do you have to come back with whether or not i want to fuck it with you it's not it's it's not related i'm just curious it, i don't know man that's a weird fucking question well the answer should be yes you should not have discriminated against you made it everything weird <laughs> how dare you discriminate the main you. point is that like i <laughs> it all goes back too. to me spamming chats and annoying people like Literally, like, just playing an Alliance Gnome back in the day and just getting in, like, for Gnomeragon again and again. Oh, people like hated the, me. I think like it's hilarious. Play. You like the word it's, play. It's hilarious. Yeah, my, my gnome, uh, my Alliance Gnome is a gnome hunter named Gnome Regrets. Ugh. The gnomes in World of Warcraft were the most boring. I didn't, I did not like that. Fuck you. They're so good. <laughs> what? It was all snowy, and they have a big stone that, place. They have their okay. No, their, they got, their they racial got done dirty, the just best. like the trolls, where they had to share yes. a starting zone with the dwarves. And, yes, and also yes. like that stuff just got better. And oh, the, dwarves the tr- and gnomes. Yeah, I like they have late game content for them, the just not thing? a starting yeah. area. And their stuff's better now. Um, yeah. And the the trolls, I agree with you one hundred percent. You know, you know who got yeah, done like, dirtiest oh, of the trolls? Just 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 do the. Orc starting zone. You'll be fine. You know who got done dirtiest in the trolls? Vol'jin. Mm-hmm. He got to be war chief for all forty seconds. Man, fuck um, that. I like the trolls starting area though because it it's like the same as the orcs. Like they don't get their well, own. But no one wants to play an orc. But uh, Come on. I I pick a troll over an orc any day of the week. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'll tell you this much. <laughs> gnomes and I played the shit out of a new gnome. Once they made it so uh, gnomes could be hunters, because the oh my god, the, I, yeah. For one, their their racial mount, the Mechanistrider, is like one of the my favorite like yeah. stylized mounts. No, the mounts tiny in the game. hunters are the best ones. The the yeah. gnomes, and then once they got added, the goblins. Yes, on, uh, on horse goblin side. hunters, goblin are hunters well. are amazing because your pet is bigger than you. It's yeah, the it's the fucking best. Also, what I loved about the the gnome hunters is they could get mechanical versions of all the pets. 
Mm-hmm. So, like, when you start with your yeah. your pet rabbit, that it's a ro- cool. it's a robot rabbit. It's super that, yeah, that was super cool, fucking actually. cool. I did like that. I did like that. I still, even though I wasn't super hot on their starting area, I did like the torn, but their starting area was kind of boring. It was it's, like it's. I think Thunder they Bluff made it. Oh, Thunder Bluff, yeah. It's they made little... it too large thematically because oh, they're cows. They're great, you know, roaming out here in herds. Like it thematically, sense, it looked yeah. really cool, but gameplay wise. It was massive and had nothing in it. It was very empty. Well, yeah, yeah. I man, I wish because I had a brand new computer at the time. I'm telling you that Wow at the time actually looked really good and like that that Wow still looks with, pretty good yeah, because it's uh, very stylized updated. and they've updated it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I know, but I'm just saying when it was like yeah, no, no, it's it it has it was always no. I'm with you. Good. I'm with you. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's always new. looked good for the time. Uh, I wish. A, They'll never be able to. They'll never do that again. They'll never be able to like make an MMO that like literally wows us like Wow did. It's not, all my all my horde out. characters in Wow are named after Adam Sandler and his friends. Mm. Oh god. There's Adam Sandelf. Um, oh no. I have a Torin named uh, a Torin Paladin named Kevin James. Um, uh, I have an yeah. undead named Steve Buscemi. What is it? Is this is this grown ups? But in World of Warcraft. Just uh, Steve Steve yeah. Buscemi is the only one of the lot I, I actually you appreciate don't name your hunter. And oddly enough, I got the name, so apparently no one else is just you know universe brain enough to uh. What you got? To get what you this. got for us, Josh? Well, the most famous of hunters, Cheney. Oh, that's pretty oh, good. No. Yeah, uh, I had yeah. My no. hunter was Cheney, except yeah. my my goblin rogue, which is. Uh, one of my first horde characters. It does not conform to those rules. His name is Alakastab. Mm. Of oh. course. How cute. Well, as much as I'd love to trade World of Warcraft screen names the next hour. <laughs> I think we just uh... turned this into a different podcast. It was fun, though. <laughs> yeah. Uh, good times, good times. Yeah, I think the Night Elf area was the coolest starting area. If I had to put my money on one, I think I'd go with the Night Elf zone. I remember... No, man, at Oregon. launch... At, at launch, were new. Yeah, they were new. Yeah. Yo, yo. That, that's the best starting area. Once at it, launch, it was probably thing. undead. You all oh, you think? Well, it was distinctive. Yes, uh, it's undead well, or night oh, elves. It's definitely one of those for two the same for, reason. At, for at launch. The, the undead yeah. are interesting almost for the same reason that the Warrigan are. Like the, the climax of the Warrigan yeah. start area is them literally being at it's war. It's the with battle the between the two of them. Yeah. 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 It's really. Yeah. yeah. Well, that and because the undead start. Like I feel like they've got the best lore because you're starting in a literally a you know a city that was taken over from the alliance. So you just yeah. you, there's more going on right there for a starting area. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, if you want to hear us uh talk more about World of Warcraft, that's gonna be a different podcast. You're gonna have to go to patreon.com slash sword trauma. And give us all your money, and then and tell us, us that you need a Warcraft. World of Warcraft podcast. <laughs> oh God, I'd do it. I'd do a podcast where we just go through the just Warcraft purely lore. based off yeah. of ten. You know, memories, the more I was thinking about it, new. the Night Elves, the start, the World Tree starting area, is really good. However, as soon as you get out of there and go to Darkshore, Darkshore kind of sucks. See, I like Darkshore because it was an eerie place to catch crabs and fish. If you want the quest, I, the the quest flow through that zone was not. It good, was weird. Though. Yeah, it was. I'm not saying it's the best, but yeah. I I liked Dark Short. What was the undead place? Was just more undeady zones. I don't remember anything special over there. Just more like black kind of. Well, you, you, you head down towards uh, 
my uh i feel like i missed my momentum there my my fun new york joke there would have been morgan if you want an eerie place to catch crabs i'll take you to hell's kitchen <laughs> oh <laughs> uh, i've caught enough crabs in my lifetime buddy let me tell you all right um on <laughs> i believe it on that note let's get out of here i want to thank rich for being here from new york josh for being here from michigan and of course i'm general mountain time in montana and uh, again don't forget if you missed it we have a special review podcast in this feed right before the show so don't miss that um a lot of fun we'll be back next week with an all-new chomcast see you then